Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. I want you to come to my van dealership. Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I was nine years old. And it was the first time oh. I saw naked boobs I was that weren't say, my mom's. I, I bet you. <laughs> what my a, mom what would a caveat. me every day. What a caveat. Give me some beads. Mom. <laughs> you're the lunch monitor, mom. Stop showing all the kids your tease. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted. Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sorry, Shavaka do. You want to sack? The guy is drunk. Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, it's, you know, it's a big day. Big day? Big day. Why is it a big day? Because today is your 10-year anniversary anniversary, that too at the fan. 10 years, Bone. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember. Oh, yeah. I was sitting there at radio slash clown college, biding my time, thinking, am I going to come back for my senior year? And then all of a sudden, out in the parking lot... Rolled in a 1987 Fiero there I with was. the license plate Seventh Heaven on the back. Of I it. had a big bag of cash for you, and didn't you I? did, and I and it just spilled out of the back of that car, which was not yes. very big because that's where the engine was. But you pulled it out, you walked up. I did pull it out. Mm-hmm. Me and Kevin Winslow Jr. were in the car <laughs> together. And then you said, "Why don't we go to a restaurant?" And I said, "All right." And that was the first time we sat down over the bag of cash and ate mild wings together. And you said, I want you to leave Clown College slash Radio College and come to join me. And I said, I don't know, man. And then you said, well, how about Enrico over here comes and he lays down the table and we eat wings off of him. And I'm I said, very concerned about where this is going. And I said, you know what? I'm sold. You don't have to do any more. I'm leaving college. So that's what I did. All, right, I all kidding aside, what is? give me a couple things that stick out in your mind as the biggest memories. Ten, ten, yeah, ten years. Um, I no, mean, in your childhood. No, here, yes. <laughs> well, I don't know if you meant my radio. They can be good or, or bad. Just, like times I lost my mind, or times you lost your mind. Um, I mean, I definitely remember a time where I thought everybody on our show was going to have to quit. Yeah, I remember that. Well, day. you, wh- which day was that? You, that was you and Torg, and you guys packed up your things from your desk and had bags where you put your like your you know a picture frame or a couple yeah. of mementos and yeah. walked into the uh Torg did a lot in that of- meeting too by the way <laughs> he was the he was the cha- he was the the expert the champion of getting all riled up right mm-hmm. and then he'd yeah. get me all riled up yeah. and then we'd get in a meeting where i would start airing my grievances and yelling and screaming about something and i would be looking to him for backup and he'd just be sitting in the corner quietly not saying a damn yes. word. Yes. Um, so that sticks out. I remember the time we got threatened on the plaza when we were doing a Jackets game. The old guy? The old guy came up because I think you said something because his wife was wearing a Steelers jersey to a Jackets-Penguins game, and we said Steelers aren't playing. 
And no, it wasn't even so, the Penguins. I think it was. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, my, so, I, no, I, that would even make sense if it were the Penguins. Right. It was well, some still, other rando team. Yeah, but and so we said the Steelers playing, and then something about like, well, they're octogenarians. Maybe they just don't know who's what, what they're going to or whatever. And then he came back and started screaming at us. Yeah, and Sticker was, Brad had to try to fight Brad. him off. <laughs> he fought that old man, fought him to the death. It was really sad. They had the funeral right. I there, wish the so. old guy won. I wish Brad was dead. <laughs> Not the old guy. <laughs> I thought Brad like ripping his intestines out and eating them right in front of everybody like a that feral was a little, human. That was a little, that was a little much. It was just like, I all right, we Brad got it, Brad. You won. That day. Yeah, you won, Brad. We got it. All right. Um, and then this is just right from there to the time uh, that we talked to the president. Yeah. Where I had to sit on the phone and help set that up. That I like was, how that's number three. That was three well, you know, us talking was, to the sitting president. Of the United States. <laughs> well, because I didn't do it. I wasn't talking. That was you and Torg were talking on that one. But I, I was sitting there listening like for an hour because they gave us the time to call and they said, you call this number. And then I, I don't know. We were in the Pentagon. I don't know where they routed the call to. And all of a sudden, every so often, someone would just come on the phone while I was waiting to get the confirmation that, hey, the president will be 10 minutes out, five minutes out and let you guys know so you could be ready. Someone would just usually pop on there and be like, Alpha Bravo, Charlie, read out secure. And you're just like, I don't know. What are they talking about? Is this normal? Is something going wrong? And then I'll never forget when the guy came on the phone and said, the next voice you hear will be the president of the United States. And we were all like, I thought it was a little overly dramatic. GTFO. There's no way this is going to be the, like, didn't you feel that? Like, there's no way this is going to be. Oh, you thought they were going to put somebody else on? Well, I mean, up until the moment it happened, it felt like there's no way this is going to be the actual president of the United States sitting on the phone. And then the next thing we heard was, oh, this is my guys. <laughs> and I'm please, like, please, that's, please don't do the voice. <laughs> that's Barack Obama, President Barack Obama at the See, time. See, to me, as, as surreal as that was, the real surreal thing for me was a couple days before that when... You know, we got the oh, call. Yeah. We got the call that the president wanted to come on our show. Yeah, that, that yes, but that, that I thought was a mistake. Well, that was a mistake, and it was surreal. It was also very interesting that I remember specifically we had a conversation about: Do we have to send them questions? And you said, oh, "I'm not doing it. I'm not sending questions ahead of time. If he wants to come on the show, we get to ask him whatever he wants or whatever we want." And they came back and said, "We don't need to see the questions." Well, come on. That's the show. because I was looking for any excuse to get out of it. <laughs> I didn't want to do yes, it. Your strong desire to talk to no one—I didn't. Right, that, is that, something that, that is not applies, just by the way, overnight. to the president of the United States. I didn't want. My first inclination is, I don't want to do it. How do I get out of it? Just all right. Demand that he can't see any questions in advance, and we do it how we want to do it. Because I thought they'd come back and say, "No, we're not doing that." And I'd say, "Well, well, too bad." Guess right. you can't come on the show. Instead, they were like, "Yes, we'll do it that way." And it's like, "Ah, oh, crap." Yeah. What else do I have to say? Yeah, I know. That's it's. Uh, yeah. So then that that was pretty surreal. Um, I remember yeah. at the time too, because the the NCAA punishment of Penn State just came down. Yes. For the Jerry Sandusky stuff, and we asked him about that, and I had our dumb boss at the time say, "Do you think?" you should really ask him about that. And I said, well, why not? It's, to- it's topical. And by the way, that was the thing, his answer, because no one else had asked him about that, that made the news. 
Yeah, we, that question made a, the news. He was on a sports show, and it was one of the biggest sports stories going at the time. It had to do with higher education and you know all that stuff. That same, right. that same boss made a lot of sense. didn't want me to ask that question, and also at a period of time wanted me to get rid of my guys. Wanted me to get rid of people <laughs> saying that. <laughs> and the the president <laughs> came on saying my guys. He was one of those people that probably shouldn't have trusted his instincts because they were not often no. good. Anyway, I'm glad yeah. you've been here for 10 well, years. you know what? It's and been I'm a hoping lot of fun. for another 10. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm gone for eight of those. <laughs> That's fine. Because yeah, I don't no, want to last is, another 10. It has been a lot of fun working with you two. And so, uh, and Teddy's been great for the time he was here. I wish Teddy had been there all 10 years for us because that would have been great. Well, he was but. here before you, and then... No, I know he was. And, and then, then he was, here's, the, here's the backstory on Teddy for people who don't know. Teddy was at the radio station when I first started. How long had you been here... Long-time employee. ...when I first started, Teddy? What year did you come in? 2003, end of 2003. Um, I had been here about eight years. Okay, so Teddy was here for eight <laughs> wow. years. Teddy actually produced my audition show. I came oh, yeah. in I came in for an interview. Normally what happens is you know either they they hire you or they don't, but if they want you to do like a sample show, they'll put you in a side studio, it'll be off the air, you'll talk to no one, and then they'll listen to the show and say, "Are right, we either like this guy, we don't like this guy." I came in for an interview, not prepared to host any show, and they said the dumb boss at the time, different dumb boss said, all right, we're going to have you do a, an audition show today. You're going to be on the air. You're going to host with Herbie. Afternoon Drive. That's your audition show. And Teddy produced that show. When you were producing that show, Ted, how long did you think? You didn't even think I'd get hired, right? You said, no way am I going to see this guy again. Yeah, I didn't think you'd be around uh, that too long, if at all. And uh, look at you now. Uh, no, I can't yeah. believe they hired me either because <laughs> I sucked. Well, what a weird way to even do yes. that. No, it was stupid. I mean, it, it, it was, un, it was unprofessional. You, it's not something you do in radio. They don't They don't make you go in a studio and work with someone you've never worked with and say, this is to see if you can do the job. No, and it's look, like, man, I am, not, I am not Herbie's best pal. I had my things with him over the years, but I remember that day they introduced me to Herbie and they said, you know, this is who your co-host is going to be today. And when everybody had left, he looked at me and said, I can't believe they're making you do this. Don't worry, I'll help you through it. And he was very generous to me throughout oh, that good. show. That's good. You know, he I mean, helped that, me through that show. That would that would be the nice human thing to do there. So yes, but he wasn't always known for his nice human behavior. No. But in in that moment, later trying to get people fired left and right. Well, that's, that's different. That's, but in that moment, he helped me out. Yeah. Well, good. Somehow I've made this all about me. No, you haven't. Anyway, it's, it's, we both have been here. What we, I was me, you and Ted say, have all been here a long time. What I was going to say was Ted was here for a long time, and then Ted got fired because he was very inappropriate in the office. Lots of sexual harassment stuff, taking pants <laughs> off, stuff like that. Ted but got it was, fired. It was odd because he got written up for sexually harassing himself in the yes, mirror. Yes, He was just in the bathroom mirror we'd saying have to, lewd things we'd have, to we'd himself. We'd have to sponge off the, the mirror once we went in there. That's how he's good like, he was at sexual harassing himself. Like, God, I wish I could give you a massage. He was just saying that to himself in the mirror, and people were creeped out by and it. And he would have both sides of the conversation, too. He'd go up a couple octaves and say, <laughs> You can give me a massage. So how he long were you gone then, Ted? You were gone for a while. How long were you gone? I was gone 
almost almost two years. And then we brought you back. And well, you've, you've been here ever since. Brought me back to this building, and then I was in this building for like a year and a half, and then I was gone for like a month, and then I came back to you guys again. Oh, that's right, because you you worked. You ran like Blue Jacket games. I did. Stuff. I yeah, was the, yeah sports I, network. I helped out run yeah the uh, Radio Sound Network as it was the satellite division of our company, and then they decided, oh, we're going to shut this down. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming here. We're going to shut yeah. it down. Thanks for coming. Yeah. As soon as they saw you, they were like, "No, we got to close this. We can't keep this guy employed here." And then now, now you're back, and now you're good. All so, right. well, congratulations, Bone. Well, thank you, and I congratulations, Ted. <laughs> yeah, you had to work with the two of us idiots. You saw lots of other idiots, but working with us two for as long as you have, that had to be that's worth something. Yeah. Here's what's uh, coming up on the show today: Inside the NFL 348, all the news and notes you need. Rapid fire, rapid fire. At 4.34, game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game, Boner? We're going to do Super Bowl advertisement trivia. So the commercials in the Super Bowl, we'll do some trivia about those. I know you love them. Jackets back in action tonight in Washington. Live coverage, 6.30, right here on The Fan. A uh, couple guys making their debut tonight. One of them, Trey Fix. Well, is it Wolanski or Wolenski? Do we know Let's which one it is? Wolanski. Wolanski? Yeah, All right. Let's do that. I love the, the write-up, though, and I guess... You know, I understand, but sometimes I think we can we can become a little bit too politically correct. The the label on Trey Fix Wolanski is that he's a plucky guy. What was he, a seventh-round pick or something like that? And the thing that will strike out at you tonight when you watch him is that he's like 5'6". All right? Yeah. And it's not unheard of for guys that short to be playing in the National Hockey League, but it does not happen often. And so the Blue Jackets on NHL.com had their official write-up about, you know, him getting the call. He was at, you know, in Cleveland practice yesterday, and they called him up and said, hey, you're going down to the big club and, and all that. And his debut and how he's going to make his debut tonight in Washington. At no point did they even mention that, oh, yeah, He's itty bitty, teeny tiny guy, you know, and I understand that we don't want to just focus on people's physical attributes all the time and say that's what defines you. But in this case, isn't that kind of a story? The fact that he's five, six, you're trying to help, you know, get a lot of people who may not be familiar with him to know more about him. I don't know. That seems like if you were riding up Muggsy Bogues coming out of college, wouldn't you say, oh, don't mention that he's short. This guy's five foot three. He's going to play in the NBA. Don't you think you should bring that up? Yeah. Just like, hey, we should be celebrating dude. this. Right. It's I, Yeah. I don't have any problem with that. When we that, talk about how good Jose Altuve is, some of that is because he's a little tiny guy. No. what You know where it gets annoying is when Jose Altuve becomes Jose Altuve and they're like, hey, did you know he's short? And it's like, yeah, he's like a perennial all-star and one of the best players in the league. We are a, like once you're aware of the guy, he establishes himself. He has an identity. Then, yeah, you don't always have to bring up the height thing. I could see how that'd be annoying, but yeah, it's it's there's nothing wrong with pointing out. Just like Shaq, when Shaq came out of college, what did everybody say? This dude's seven feet tall and three hundred pounds. We've never seen a player like this in the NBA. Yeah, that wasn't wrong. Then he became Shaq. Then we didn't say that every time. It was just like he's Shaquille O'Neal. You figured out how good he was. Stephen A. Smith is threatening a fellow broadcaster. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the left lane of I-70 westbound after Hague Avenue. Police are on scene in this area. Please be careful as things continue to clear. You'll also find a crash on Route 315 southbound after 670. Please be careful here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Getting stuck in traffic is part of owning a car. Getting stuck because you don't have the right parts doesn't have to be. That's because eBay Motors has all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. So keep moving and moving in style at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Uh, T-Bone has something very important to tell you. That's right, Mike. You use the water in your home every day. At least I hope you do. I don't. Well, you don't take a shower, you no. don't brush your teeth, no. you don't take a drink of water ever, you don't do anything. No mm-hmm. laundry. Mm-hmm. Well, if if you do use the water in your house, maybe you've noticed it's got an odd taste to it, a little bit of a smell. That is because it probably has some funk in it. And depending on where you are in central Ohio, different pipes, different structures involving the water supply, that can change what's in your water. My so, body has a funk to it. Well, that's... Again, because you're not doing the first part, now you've oh. got the second problem. So you tell me if I wash myself, yes, the funk will go away. Funk. Right. Yes. Connecticut can fix the issues with your water, and they can find a specific plan that'll work for whatever's going wrong with the funk in your water. So do what I did. Give Connecticut a call. Schedule a free in-home water test. ConnecticutColumbus.com is where you can go to learn more about that and the different types of systems they have for your home. I have the K5 drinking water station in my house. We love it. The water tastes great. ConnecticutColumbus.com. I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but I, I got an email this morning. You know, we're, we're proud partners with ESPN Radio. Okay. Um, overnight hours, we run ESPN Radio programming here on The Fan. And then we always have ESPN Radio programming on 1460 ESPN on the AM dial. Mm-hmm. And I got an email from ESPN Corporate today saying, as of today... Mike Golick Jr. is no longer with ESPN Radio. So, his show that I I guess he hosts afternoons from 4 to 7 on ESPN Radio, he's off that show, and they have renamed it, Bone. Do you know what it's called now? No, I have no idea. It's called ESPN Radio Afternoons. (laughs) Yes. That's, That's the main ESPN Radio... What they're sending out to to all hundreds their hundreds of, of affiliates. Yes. Hey, I got an idea for a show. ESPN Radio Afternoons. That is ah, that is so bizarre, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw him tweet something out where he had said, you know, hey everyone, this is my last day at ESPN. And and when I read it, I did not see that email about them changing everything instantly. So I read that email like, oh, this must have been something I missed. He must have announced this a while ago. No, it was uh, it, it sudden, struck me, I guess. It struck me. Well, I'm just saying his posts seem to be very measured, composed, and 
I want to thank everyone that I've worked with here and all these other things. I've had great opportunities. I look forward to what's next. I didn't get the vibe at all that it was like, this is a shock. I'm dismayed, but we're going to move forward. It was none of that. It was just, here we go. This has been a great time. I'm moving on to the next thing. So, man, I hope I hope good things for him. I don't know what happened there. That's That's know. pretty bizarre. Uh, another ESPN employee, Stephen A. Smith, is, you know, depending on how you read this, threatening uh, Tiki Barber. So Tiki Barber, of course, longtime Giants player, has a radio show in New York on WFAN. Uh, he said on his radio show, Tiki did, I can't sit here with conviction like Stephen A., who doesn't know anybody in the Giants organization and claim they're a racist organization. I would never do that. The only reason I would do that is because I'm trying to make a point, and my point is that Brian Flores is trying to make a point. I'm sure this was part of a longer conversation that they talked about, but Stephen A. responded to this, I guess, on yesterday's first take. He said, Tiki, you don't know who the hell I know. I've been a journalist for almost 30 years. I know a few people within the Giants organization. I know a lot of stuff about you, my brother, that I would never say because I have the decency not to say those things. Mm. Chill out, watch yourself, and know who you're talking about. That's all I want to say. What? <laughs> all right. I mean, here, here's the thing. I'm the new right? host of ESPN Radio Afternoons. Stephen A. is going to be on our radios 24-7. I think that's the plan by the end of all this, is they're just going to have him on all the time. That but was a horrible Stephen A. impersonation. It sounded more like Susan Waldman. It, it did a little bit. I was just going to let it go. But, you know, here here's what I... I don't like... As much as I understand where Stephen A. is coming from, he's getting criticized by Tiki Barber, who's saying, you don't know anything about the Giants. Well, yeah, he probably does, right? Don't you think Stephen A. could... Theoretically, living in New York, being a reporter for as long as he has, don't you think he could have some contacts within the Giants organization? Yes, that wouldn't People be out of the question. There, players who have played there that maybe aren't as uh, forthcoming as Tiki in defending that organization. But whatever, that's his opinion. Stephen A. has his. Tiki has his. What I find interesting, and this is where I think Stephen A. maybe stepped over it a little bit, is know who you're talking about. Like, Tiki Barber is, yes, now in the media, technically, because he's on WFAN. I mean, he he does a radio show there. I don't know if it's any good, but he has a radio show there. He does that. But you know Tiki Barber is loyal to the Giants. For whatever his reasons, he's loyal to the Giants. Maybe that's what Stephen A. is trying to get at tactfully. Maybe that was his attempt at tactfulness is watch well, yourself. you know that I'm not a... Look, if you want to go... You want to have play this game. You want to fight... Let's fight. Don't say something like, I know stuff about you that I'm not going to say, so watch yourself. Just say it. Then say it then. If you, yeah. be- if you believe what you've heard and you believe in your sources, then just say it. Or, or don't put that threat out there. I got no problem with these guys coming at each other because they don't like their opinions. But when you start insinuating then, and I have info on you, and if you don't watch yourself, I'm going to say it. Well, don't threaten me. I'm a grown-ass man. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, I guess what I wonder is, is he talking about like personal life stuff? And maybe that's what, that's, it, sounds, why that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. But if you think that's out of bounds, then it's out of bounds. Don't even bring it up. True enough. That's fair. Right. I think that's, that's a, that's a good way to look at it is because there are a lot of things that maybe you don't, you shouldn't get credit for of like, I'm holding back and saying it. Well, yeah. If it's something that you wouldn't put out there publicly because you feel like it's beneath you. I mean, yeah. All then right. That's different. But, then acknowledge that and say, I'm not going there. 
yeah, I don't know. It's that's a that's two guys with big egos who both feel like they probably have something to say about this, and rightfully so. And they're going back and forth on this issue. And I don't know this. <laughs> This is one of those things that ends up distracting from the actual point here, which is there are issues in the NFL. Are they with the Giants? I don't know. Is it solely the Giants? If there are, definitely not. There's probably lots of places where there's issues revolving around race. So Tiki wants to defend the Giants, say it's not there, it's other teams. Maybe. He would know. He he worked there, right? I mean, he played for that team for many, many years. I would think Stephen A's got some insight on that too, but now this is starting to get petty and, and not pretty. An announcer may be making the move to an NFL front office. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on Route 315 southbound after 670. It is causing backups in this area as they try to get things cleaned up. You'll also find an earlier disabled vehicle has been cleared from I-71 southbound after Cook Road. The traffic is still slow as it recovers. Driving Report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options. Help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed, and the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. And from every dime a dog night in the Midwest, here's Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Chris Holtman having media availability right now. A couple nuggets for you. Uh, number one, he says they are working on getting the Nebraska game scheduled for March 1st. That has not been confirmed, but he says they're close on that one. They are not as close on Iowa. They're trying to figure something out there to get those two games made up. The other thing he dropped was that Seth Towns is shut down for the season. He's done. Yeah, and That's you know, frustrating. It, it is frustrating. Obviously, it's no fault of his. He's dealt with injury problems since he's been here, but... You know, this is something that I sort of feared before the season started, where I, I asked the question, you know, what are you going to get from Seth Towns? Will we see him at all this year? And everybody inside the program said, oh, yeah, oh, of course, he'll be back and he'll do something. But, you know, I, I wasn't optimistic about it. And now we get word today that he's finished for the season. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm sure he's frustrated by that as much as anyone. I can't imagine, you know, think about how long he's been in school, right? I mean... Dude went to Harvard, right? And graduated? That's right. And he still has another year of eligibility. So, you know, he could come back next year in play, in theory. Right. I don't know how likely that is. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, I could understand wanting to come back and try to see this through and get to be on the court more. I can also understand saying, okay, I have given everything I had to basketball and my body just did not want to respond for right. me to keep doing this at a high level. You know, I, I I I think about guys like that often because, you know, anyone who played Little League sports or, or 
junior high or high school, whatever level you got to, there are, everybody has to face that point at some time where you say, maybe it's just not going to work out. And, and how he, you know, most of us, that decision gets made for us. He's one of the lucky few who can still probably try to decide, do I come back next year and do this? But I'm, I'm know, sure I'm, he would say the decision's being made for him too, because his body's just not allowing him to do yeah, this. Yeah, I know, but. I'm just saying, theoretically, he could give it one more shot and do all the rehab yeah, and do everything right. you can one more time. But yeah, I mean, it is definitely, that's where I feel like it's got to be frustrating because a lot of guys do that with just, well, the NBA doesn't call, so I guess that's it, right? And I'm not saying the NBA would have called him if he was healthy. I, I doubt it, but still, he'll never, he'll live his rest of his life going, what if I had been healthy for two or three years at Ohio State? What would have happened? Who knows? We'll never really get to find out. Uh, Lewis Riddick, who is part of ESPN's Monday Night Football broadcasting team, has apparently been interviewing with the Steelers for their GM job. ESPN did not break this, the network where he works. Uh, Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network is the one who broke the news. He does have experience working in front offices. He It hasn't been for a while. Back in 2013, he was with the Eagles. He was director of pro personnel. And I guess the Steelers thought enough of him to bring him in for an interview. I don't think it's likely he gets the job, but they're talking to him. No, but I mean, that's that's a very interesting hire if, if that happens. I know there's been rumors about him over the last few off seasons, right? Where it seems like that's been discussed that he might eventually, uh, you know, get another front office gig. But yeah, I mean, this is a guy who's been a director of pro personnel back going back 15 years ago. I mean, he he is someone who played in the league who has obviously a pretty high profile job now with football and ran a lot of things at a high level. So yeah, getting him back in the door, I think is a, ultimately a good thing if he wants to do it. And it appears he does. So we'll see if it works out. The saints are hiring their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen to be their new head coach. I totally forgot. He was already a head coach in this league. Did you remember that he was yeah, with the Raiders? Well, you know what? If you had said, Team Dennis Allen coached, I think I would have drawn a blank. But then when I read it in the story, I said, oh, yeah, there yeah, we go. Well, I, I, I do remember it totally now. forgot. It was the Raiders from 2012 to 2014. And maybe the reason we forget is because he was 8-28 and 28 in the process. Yeah, right. But he's getting you know, a second chance now with the Saints. Yeah. You know, we were we were talking about, you know, with that Brian Flores situation with because I read these comments from the Saints where they said, look, you know, there are lots of candidates out there. Our situation was a little different. We wanted to go with a guy in house who has has had some success there, right? Running their defense. And they said, we don't think our stuff is broken. We had a coach retire on us. So we think we're still pretty good. And we just want someone who's going to keep that going. There, There's some, you know, news out there about the Rooney rule and what should be done with that. You brought up the other day about do teams, are they supposed to not go into this with preconceived notions about who they're hiring? Like the Giants, they probably wanted to hire Brian Dayball from the get-go, right? But they went through the interview process. They interviewed a few different guys. The Saints did this too, right? I mean, the Saints came into this right from the get-go and said, this is probably what we're going to do, but we're going to give a bunch of courtesy interviews to, to not just you know minority candidates, to a bunch of candidates, right? And... I don't think that's a bad thing that teams have a plan when they go to hire. I think it just highlights how difficult it is to get one of these NFL jobs, right? Like, yeah. not, I'm, I'm just saying for anyone, because nine times out of 10, the guy hiring, the person hiring has already made a decision based a lot of times on nothing to do with anybody's football ability. Is, is there, are there better candidates out there than Dennis Allen? Probably. 
And, and in fact, I would say surely. <laughs> did the Saints want to even entertain? And I'm not talking about race. I'm saying, did the Saints want to entertain better candidates for this job? The answer is no, because they just internally told themselves, this guy's the best for what we want to do. What, for what we are right now. Yes. Right. And so that's that's where I think the NFL has to really examine the obviously the racial side of things, but also just the hiring process in general, because it, it is hard to break into that if you've just got a guy who says, well, I want an offensive coordinator. That's what we need for this team. I want a young offensive coordinator. Well, then they're going to go hire that guy and old defensive guy who's been around the league for forever doesn't even get a real fair shake. Right. 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 And, and I And I think that's. That's a deeper problem that I don't know how you fix, but I don't think that's necessarily... It's not wrong that the Saints did this. I'm just highlighting that's an example of a job that was open, but it wasn't. You know what I mean? It yes. really was I, never open. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, and I think there are some, some issues the NFL needs to address, and these have been long-term issues that you know they've sort of paid lip service to. They need to do better. But the other part I want to push back on a little bit is how... Yeah, I'm sure in some of these cases they are meaningless interviews because they have to fill a quota. But a lot of times they go through this inter- these interview processes, even though they know who they're going to hire, because they're looking for somebody to impress them in another way where maybe they say, well, you know what, this guy wasn't the right guy for the head coach of this team, but I can see him as a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator on this staff if he doesn't get another job. You know, it's one of those situations where Courtney Cox goes in and reads for Rachel and they look at her and say, well, we don't really like you as a Rachel, but we like you as a Monica. So maybe we'll use you in that role. Teams do do that. They will, oh, bring, yeah. they I, will bring people in knowing they're not right for the head coaching job to see if they like them in some other area. Yeah. I want to be clear. I am I am quite sure there are a handful of teams or at least let's say at least two or three of these jobs that were open where they legitimately went into it saying, we really don't know. We've got a few ideas, but we're going to need to talk to anybody and everybody that we can get in the building because they didn't have a preconceived notion because they were kind of starting over from scratch. Then there are organizations that probably had a little bit higher threshold of like, if this guy doesn't walk in here with his pants around his ankles, he's getting the job. Right. And then there were the guys who said, we're targeting this person because that's who we want and that's our number one guy we're trying to get. So I acknowledge all that goes on. That's why I'm saying every year when we look at these jobs and they're like, well, there's eight jobs open. How is it that, you know, certain people aren't getting hired, right? How is it that black candidates aren't getting hired? That is still speaking to how closed off this system can still be, right? Because of those eight jobs, there might only be two or three of them where the person hiring is legitimately saying, yeah, I'm looking for the best candidate, and I don't really care. It might be an older guy, it might be a younger guy, it might be a guy who's never coached, it might be I don't know. We gotta we gotta talk to these people. We gotta find out. Instead, you have probably just anecdotally sixty to eighty percent of these jobs every year where the person hiring says, "If I can get this guy, that's who I'm hiring, and I don't care who else it is." And that isn't even necessarily based in race. It's just showing you how hard it is to get these opportunities. That's, I guess, the point I'm making. All the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident in I-70 westbound after Hague Avenue. Still causing some slowdowns in that area. Traffic goes back up to 670. You'll also find out on Route 315 southbound after 670. An accident on the right side. Please use caution as things begin to clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Broadcasting live from the Tacoma Dome, here's Man and Bone. Inside the NFL coming up in mere moments. I'm just reading a story from the LA Times about you know, coronavirus, crap like that. And they had different graphs on the story. One of them was the hospitalizations in L.A. County. Okay. And they had this graph going back two years. And, you know, there was at one point the graph, the little line went below zero. And so I was thinking to myself, did COVID regenerate someone at that point? Like, how can... <laughs> if we- if we're measuring this was the death chart by the way this was not the hospitalization chart oh okay how how can we go below zero on deaths but this graph went below the only way that's possible is if perhaps they looked at a number and said yeah we credited someone had died they were fixing something. something and then maybe they realized oh yeah we went over this one and saw no, that wasn't actually what happened. It was mislabeled. Oh, all right. So that shows... I thought maybe in the morgue, someone woke up and said, I'm not really dead. They're like, do you know of anything that happened? They're like, all I did was just eat a big bat, big vat of COVID right before I came in here. And they're like, well, I guess that's what cured <laughs> sure. you. There you go. As if there's big vats of COVID just sitting yes, somewhere. Yes, I'd like to eat some. Mm. Inside the NFL, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Bone. Well, man, Joe Burrow had plenty to say, of course, about uh, the Bengals. They are headed out to L.A. to play in Super Bowl 56. So he's been talking to the media, but there was a quote here that I thought was fairly interesting. Burrow was asked, you know, when you were drafted by the Bengals, did you ever think about forcing their hand into allowing you to play somewhere else? Did you ever think of pulling an Eli Manning and saying, I refuse to play for this Bengals organization if they draft me? Now, Burrow, whether, you know, I I, I tend to believe him on this, but what else is he going to say? He said the answer is no. He said, quote, I never thought about telling the Bengals not to draft me or anything like that. I was just happy to be in the position that I was in, being the potential number one pick. That was exciting for me. I would never throw that opportunity away. That's the right answer. Of course it's, it's the right it's answer. It's the right answer, and I, I believe him, because he's he's from the state. I, I don't think he would force their hand. I just want to point out, though, interviewing is a skill. I don't know why you're asking that question as he's headed off to the Super Bowl. That is 
If you're ever going to get him, honestly, let's say deep down, he was terrified to play for the Bengals and genuinely thought about it and talked with people about it. Do you think he's going to lay that all out No. right before the Super Bowl? I'm guessing most, maybe he would. Most people probably wouldn't. You ask that question maybe in the offseason after he wins a Super Bowl or after he's got like three MVP trophies or something like that. Then you say, hey, man, you've had a long, successful career here. Did you ever think about not playing here? And maybe he would say, yeah, you know what? i got to be honest. Now I can say this. But I don't think he's going to say that right before the Super Bowl. Uh, Von Miller saying similar fan service here. He said, although he plays for Los Angeles and will be playing for the Rams in the Super Bowl, quote, I'll be a Bronco forever. I'm just working in L.A. right now. So he said even though he is playing for another Super Bowl title this weekend, he still looks fondly on the place where he won his first Super Bowl and says he will always in his heart be a Bronco. He also said it's been difficult to leave because his firstborn son is in Denver and he had to leave him behind to come here, I assume with people, but whatever, to each his own. I hope, I'm sure he did leave him with somebody else, but yeah, that, that would be tough if you have to leave your family behind to go play football. Well, but his he did firstborn say, quote, son could be, you know, like 15 years old now. Who the hell knows? <laughs> We don't know. I know. He just. I just thought it was a funny way of saying I left my firstborn son in Denver. But yeah, he with said, no shelter, quote, nothing. He's just right, living right, on right. the street. Yeah, he said it's just the nature of my sport, and that's true. It, it's got to be tough on some of these guys. Now, let me bring you, Mike, to a guy who is clearly lying. All right. That is Jared Goff, who you know reporters are going to go talk to him. He was obviously the quarterback of these Rams, and they played in the Super Bowl just three years ago. He was there. They obviously did not win. And now he's been relegated out to Detroit, and the guy that was traded in that deal, Matt Stafford, takes his place and is playing for a Super Bowl. He was asked, how does he feel about that? With Mike Silver uh, of Bally Sports now getting that interview, he said, quote, most of all, I'm happy for those guys because I know how hard they've worked. Lies. They deserve it. Lies. Of course, of course, as a human, you feel like you can be missing out at times. Yeah, no kidding. But I think about it, if I was in that situation, how would they feel about me? They'd be equally as thrilled for me. No, they maybe, wouldn't. Maybe. Maybe not. No, maybe they you wouldn't. Overestimate how happy they would Stop be for lying. you. I don't know. Look, I remember when uh, back in the offseason of 2004, the White Sox told Maglio Ordonez to go away. Okay? And Maglio Ordonez signed a big deal with the Detroit Tigers. And the very next season the White Sox won the World Series and someone went into, went up to Maglio Ordonez and said how does this make you feel you were the best player on that team you go away and now they go win the World Series the first year without you and he said I gotta, I gotta be honest with you I was almost suicidal that's wow. how I felt about it I felt so bad it was the worst moment of my life I doubted everything about myself Right now, that's honesty. That that if, is honesty. I'm not yeah. saying Jared Goff should be suicidal. I don't want anybody to be suicidal. But there is no way that he looks at those guys and says, "Yeah, I'm happy for those guys." No way. I right to your point. Do you honestly think, come six o'clock Sunday evening, he's going to be sitting in front of his TV, clapping and cheering for no, the Rams? He's not watching or the game. Do you think he? Right. I think. I think he's somewhere out enjoying life. As far away from football as he could be. If he booked a trip to, I don't know, Tahiti, I wouldn't blame him. I would want to get away from that as soon as possible. 
And the Packers have announced Rich Basaccia, former Raiders interim head coach. He is now going to be the special teams coordinator. I bring it up only to say, A, they needed help there. They obviously had some miscues on special teams. But also, it's got to be a little bit of a relief when you are thrust into that type of role as being a head coach. And then after that doesn't work out, you go back to something that I would think is still relatively mundane and simple. I wonder if he feels any relief going back to that or if he's just extremely disappointed. But either way, he has a new job. He's with the Packers. Is Tom Brady already teasing a comeback? Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of I-70 westbound after Hague Avenue. All lanes have reopened to that area. And still watching an accident on Leonard Avenue at Taylor Avenue. Please be careful as the road begins to clear. Strevica Port is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. New year, new career. Rumpke Waste and Recycling is now hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers age 19 and up. Family-owned and operated, Rumpke offers tuition reimbursement, home nightly routes, and a recession-resistant career. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. Is coming up at 434. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? We're going to do a game involving Super Bowl advertisements. Do a little trivia about that. By the way, Mike, I saw something going on in uh, English Premier League soccer that I thought you would find interesting. All right. Now, this story is is heartbreaking at first, but I guess maybe some good happens in the end. We'll see here. So there's a terrible story about a soccer player who plays for West Ham named Kurt Zuma, who is a member of France's national team. He's a big star in soccer. There's a video of him that shows him kicking his cat, Mm. and this was obtained by the news sources over in England. They posted this video. It's it's not good. If you're, if you love pets or if you're just like a decent human, you watch this video and you go, ah, this is, this is not great. I don't love pets, but I'm also against kicking cats. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's just, and then, and it also shows him chasing the cat around the house and throwing things at it. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't understand what's going on there. It's, it's horrible. I don't know what would possess someone to do that. Okay. So anyway, this guy is 27 years old. He's playing today against Watford. West Ham is playing Watford, and he apparently during the game has suffered a little bit of an injury. And I saw some people from the game who are there. They said the Watford fans, when he when Kurt Zuma got hurt, now I don't know how bad his injury is. I don't know if his leg snapped in half or if he just you know tweaked his ankle or I don't know what's happening. But he's laying down on the ground, and apparently the Watford fans do not miss a beat. They instantly start chanting, that's how your cat feels. That's how your cat feels. Well, good for them. Yeah, I say go for it. It's I wouldn't usually cheer an injury, but if it's a guy who was just shown on video abusing his animals, like, all right, maybe in that little moment there, it's okay to perhaps do a little ribbing like they're doing, but fully deserved in my opinion. 
Uh, MLB Network is showing the 86 World Series, Red Sox and Mets. And I'm watching this and watching Roger Clemens in 86. By the way, 86 was like the first year Roger Clemens became Roger Clemens, if you're not aware. He was so good that year. He won the Cy Young and the MVP. That's how good he was. Pretty tough to do. Pretty tough to do. And I was looking at these numbers, and I understand it's a different game. I got it. Starting pitching is not what it used to be. But I was astonished by these numbers. Seven-year stretch with the Boston Red Sox. Um, He played more than seven years with the Red Sox, but I'm taking his seven best years with the Red Sox, all consecutive. Roger Clemens pitched 1,799 and a third. Okay? That's seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Just for comparison, and he won three Cy Youngs during that time period. Just for comparison, I went to Jacob DeGrom, who pitches for your team, the Mets. Yes. Jacob DeGrom has pitched in Major League Baseball for eight seasons. I got rid of the weird 2020 year that was 60 games. So that's been eliminated. Jacob DeGrom, seven seasons, just like Roger Clemens, seven seasons. Jake DeGrom in that time span has won two Cy Youngs, so he's been pretty damn good. He's pitched 1,193 and a third. So Roger Clemens pitched more than 600 innings, more than Jacob DeGrom. It's incredible. 600 (laughs) innings. That is ridiculous, man. Like, it just, yeah, I, I don't think people truly appreciate how great he was early on in his career. And that's why I could understand the people who would say, take away the, you know, roidy allegations or or leave them in whatever ignore that part of his career where you think he was doing that just go look at the part where you think he wasn't i know it's hard to know where that would well, be well he but- al- he always could have been doing something who the hell knows sure. but people look at because his last couple of years with boston then he sort of fell apart and he had injuries and why wouldn't you if you're pitching that hard that often with those amount of innings but when people point to when he started with the blue jays he was just instantly better he was bulked up. He won over 20 games. ERA was sub two. And people look at that as, okay, that's Roydy Roger Clemens. I okay. know a lot of people like to say, wow, he would have been a Hall of Famer even if he didn't do it. And in a lot of cases, I look and say, well, we don't know that for sure. I think we kind of do with Roger that's, Clemens. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you could say Barry Bonds was on his way to being a Hall of Famer. Because we can tell when he went roidy, right? Yes. Was right after when he, you know, with the Giants in the late 90s after uh, Sosa and Maguire. That was, as everything we've ever read, that's when he decided to start partaking. You can make the argument prior to that, he had a really good career that was on a Hall of Fame trajectory, and maybe you could say that was, you know, unaltered he's in the Hall of Fame, but with that alteration, hard to say for some people. Roger Clemens, I'm with you. I think he had enough pre where we think he was doing roids, or at least a significant amount that changed things for him. That that's yes, I, I do believe that's probably fair that he could have been in the Hall of Fame. But of course, now that's all. And, and look, I don't. I'm I'm against cheating. I'm against roidy. But I also don't think it's just good and evil. And you know, you're evil if you if you do roids and you cheat. I. I understand why these guys do. I really do. I get, from a Roger Clemens standpoint, he had pitched so much, he was so good, his arm was falling off, and he's saying to himself, I got to do something or I can't pitch in this league anymore. I mean, I I understand that mindset. Doesn't mean he should have done that thing, 
Right? There are a lot of guys that are faced with that choice that didn't make the same decision that Roger Clemens made or that Barry Bonds made because he was sick and tired of seeing Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa on SportsCenter. But I get in their minds and I can understand why they did those things. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I also have I have softened quite a bit over the years on like like performance enhancing drugs. We've talked about this off and on for, for a long time now. That what do we consider performance enhancing, right? How many guys are playing in the Super Bowl that are going to be playing that without medical intervention they would not be able to get on the field? I'm not I'm not just talking about like ACL injuries and stuff like that. I'm saying guys who are so physically banged up right now. Toradol is what you're talking about. Things well, like that. Toradol or or the litany of other treatment options that are available to them that were maybe not available to guys like Dick Buckus, right? Absolutely. That's why it's hard to compare eras and say well, are those guys tougher than some of the other guys that played around Dick Buckus' time who couldn't go out and play? No, they have much better access no, to, to your point. health and wellness. Where does that line draw as technology gets better? It's going to be harder and harder to draw that line and say, oh, that's You're performance right. enhancement. That's not. It's a, it's a gray area. You know, we, we draw this line between, well, this person is clearly just a substance abuser and this person is a Reuter. Well... If, you know, we're, we're talking about the late 70s or, or 80s and guys were out late the night before and they needed a line of blow to get ready for the game the next day, you can look at that guy and say, well, he's just a cokehead. That's different. Yeah, but that coke helped that guy play that day. Sure. Yeah. So is, is that not a performance enhancer? Of course. I, I, that's what I mean when we get really bogged down in this. I'm not saying it's, it's not cheating. I'm saying... The, You're saying the like motivation many in, is in life, the same. It's more nuanced. Kobe Bryant went to wherever it was, Switzerland, I forget where, to get his blood turned in the off seasons towards the end of his career, where they took blood out of his body and like did some crazy scientific. I don't even know what Bartolo they spun his blood. did the same lots thing. Of, lots of guys do it now. It's like a generally accepted practice. But I remember when that first happened, it was like, is this allowed? Yeah. Is this performance enhancement? Should we let... Now, I mean, I, I read Andre Iguodala's book. He said he did it. And I mean, he, no offense to him. He's not Kobe Bryant. He's not Michael Jordan. He's like a good player in the NBA who's been around a long time. I'm just saying that's more commonplace now for guys. Is that That's motivated by the same things that motivated Roger Clemens to go take roids. Motivated by the same things that motivated Barry Bonds to go use the cream in the clear. It's just... Guys want to stay on the field, and they're willing to do a lot of things. Yes, the rules exist, but especially back in that time in baseball, the rules didn't quite exist. There were no actual right. rules on the books. It was all unspoken rules, which, of course, baseball loves. It's uh, it's not as simple as right versus wrong, and I've come to that opinion over the years. But However... You have, you have a situation with Lance Armstrong, where I think Lance Armstrong, that's completely different. He, he was doping clearly, but Lance Armstrong was a bad guy who actively tried to ruin people's lives. You know, I think he can be judged on that. Well, that, that's right. I mean, I think when you look at cycling and see how many people in cycling have been busted for performance enhancement, pretty much it almost, everyone who's right, of it's, note, it's cultural. There's a, there's a culture in cycling that, it's about how do you not get caught? <laughs> Where? How do you get around these things? So, yes, does that make Lance Armstrong a cheater? Or, or a, well, cheater, yes. But does it make him a bad person? No. To your point, there are other All ways the other we can judge that. All the other things he did make him a bad person. Right. And especially attacking people when they said, hey, we think this guy is doing this, and he just flat out said, absolutely not, and you're lying, and I'm going to ruin your career now. That's where the lines get drawn for me. 
Tom Brady. Tom Brady had his Sirius XM podcast with Jim Gray last night, and he's already talking about a potential comeback. Uh, Jim Gray asked him about the possibility of coming out of retirement. Now, he could have just said no, and that would have been the end of it, but here's the response from Tom Brady. You know, I'm just going to take things as they come. I think that's the best way to put it, and I don't think anything you know you never say never. At the same time, I know that I'm very, I feel very good about my decision. I don't know how I'll feel six months from now. Um, it most likely won't change, he says, but I try to make the best possible decision I can in the moment, which I did last week. And again, I think it's not looking to reverse course. I'm definitely not looking to do that. But in the same time, I think you have to be realistic that you never know what challenges are going to be in life. Again, I love playing. I'm looking forward to doing things other than playing. All right, here's my question to you. Yeah. Will we see Tom Brady again? My answer to that is Sean Payton thinks that's noncommittal. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. So, yes. (laughs) Well, I mean, here's what I think we're going to do for the next probably three off seasons and into the season. We're going to have a lot of check-ins on Tom Brady, right? There's going to be a lot of people saying, oh, hey, looky here. Quarterback, first week of camp, starting quarterback, Super Bowl caliber team, gets hurt in practice, gets hurt in training camp. Their backup situation is god-awful. Tom Brady not interested in that? Of course they're going to. there's going to be speculation about that. And if he doesn't instantly come out and say, guys, no, I haven't done a thing. I haven't picked up a football in six months. Forget it. There's going to be people calling for it. There's going to be people middle of the season saying, is Tom Brady available if this team I got a hot you know, take can't find you. a quarterback? Go you ahead. A hot take? Yeah. All right. Tom Brady will be playing next year. And he will be playing for a team that was in the playoffs that, you know, a little tweak here and there could be in the Super Bowl. And the reason why he didn't thank the Patriots is because he's coming back. <laughs> Tom Brady's taking over for at least one year. Mac Jones can sit behind him while Tom oh, Brady yeah. finishes up his career with the Patriots. That is, uh, that's quite the hot take. That's I, my I think that'd be, be very interesting if that were to occur. But no, I mean, here, here's, here's how you'll get, uh, to be fully honest on this, if in a couple weeks or months you see him and there's a video of him circulating, of him throwing a football, then you'll know he's, he's still in the game. But if it's September, October, and the rumors are flying because someone gets an injury, and he tweets a picture of him sitting by a beach, you know, with his toes in the sand, I think that'll give you a better idea. I honestly think the guy who said he wants to play till he's 50, if this is how he's sounding a week after announcing his retirement, yeah, anything's on the table, man. This guy absolutely could just reverse course and be back playing in the NFL. Lots of people will lose money on Sunday. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on the ramp from westbound 670 to Route 315 southbound. It is causing some heavy slowdowns in this area as I try to get things cleaned up. Please be very careful. Plan about a five-minute delay. Starving report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson now hiring. Looking for a long-term career? Ace Hardware is now hiring. They're recruiting for CDL truck drivers in the West Jefferson Distribution Center. They offer great pay and benefits with a $10,000 sign-up bonus. Apply now at acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Do you want a sports talk show with two guys who actually know what they're talking about? Oh, sorry. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Columbus Men's Clinic. These few weeks that encompass Valentine's Day are often a time of intimacy. A time for lovers, you may say. But erectile dysfunction can put a serious damper on your relationship. ED hurts relationships by causing friction and frustration because most couples don't know why ED is happening. But the truth is ED is just a disease like any other. And fortunately, it can be treated at Columbus Men's Clinic. Wouldn't it suck if it couldn't? Then what am I talking to you about? Yeah, that would that would suck. So this Valentine's Day, give the one you love something truly special. Do something about your ED. Call them, 614-300-7400. That's 614-300-7400. Or go to columbusmensclinic.com. Yes. Teddy, uh, right. Teddy looked at me earlier and said, Hey, common man, you got VD. And I said, VD? <laughs> oh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> I got it. That's good. Hey, by the way, because I'm, I'm working from home today, I uh, ran upstairs in the break. And the kids are home from school, and Vivian said, I want you to tell Common Man that I said hi. Okay. Hi. Uh, hi. Like that. And then I said, anything else you want me to tell him? And she said, she stopped, and then she smiled, and she said, yeah, tell him go to hell. Okay. So Even there, better. <laughs> so All right. There, so there you go. Are she you back me, in here tomorrow, by the way? Yeah, tomorrow I'll be back. All right, good. Little, uh, little mandated 10-day break, you know, as things Oh, there's going to be a mandate when you come in here tomorrow. <laughs> I will oh, be yeah? licking your facho. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> just a long F there. Just a. F- I didn't know what was that. Facho. Hey, I just saw mm. this. Trevor Bauer will not be uh, facing any criminal charges for uh, sexually harassing people. This according to TMZ, and now The Athletic is picking this up. So, of course, the Dodgers told him to go away last year because of these issues. He, I guess, according to these reports, will not be facing any criminal charges. So, you know, perhaps that opens the door for him to return. Major League Baseball was quick to point out they are still investigating the situation. They have not determined anything. So that could be the Dodgers get out of jail free card if they don't want to deal with him. Yeah, well, and and that's the honest question with Trevor Bauer is, uh, yeah, he's a tremendous talent and all those other things. The Dodgers, though, I could see, honestly, looking at that situation and saying, that was all unsavory, and he didn't quite fit in with everyone here. Maybe this is just better if we all part ways. Maybe, like, for for lots of reasons, right? Not just related to this situation. Um, and he'll get not, all his cash. They got to pay. Yeah, him. he'll get it. He'll get his money. Sure, but they may just say, yeah, we're we're just going to move on from you and just be done with all of this. Uh, Lots of people will lose money on Sunday. I saw this story. Super Bowl setting up to be the most heavily bet game ever with an estimated $7.61 billion potentially on the line. An estimated 31.4 million American adults. 
I like how they said adults because we don't know how many children are going to bet on this game. <laughs> Plan to bet on Sunday's game between the Bengals and the Rams, according to a national survey. Data firm Morning Consult surveyed 2,212 adults in early February. Uh, both the projected amount wagered and the number of bettors are records since the AGA began commissioning the annual national survey in 2015. I would assume that every Super Bowl from this point on until we get to a point where wagering is legal in all 50 states is going to set a record every single year. Don't you think? Right, right. I mean, until it's legal in all 50 states for a while. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it would have to be something where people have gotten burned out on it or just, you know, a a new generation of people who are used to that being something you can do and then just are like, yeah, I I don't know if I want to do that. I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. You're right. It's it's. Almost like if you allow more people access to a thing, more people are going to do that thing. You know, like yes, I bet for a period of time till they get sick of it. Well, that's I, I bet if you surveyed marijuana use over the last twenty years in the U.S., you know, I bet there are a lot of people who have. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. They probably have statistics on this, but I would bet that's gone up too because more states have legalized that. Whatever you feel about that is a different question, but there, there, I'm sure when prohibition said that, you know, hey, you can't have alcohol legally. You got to go to a speakeasy to get it or whatever. I'm sure alcohol usage went down slightly or maybe a lot. And when it was re-allowed after Prohibition ended, it probably went back up. That almost seems like people will do things that are legal if they are allowed to. That's how it works. I saw a map today of the top-selling NFL player jerseys by state. There were some interesting results. Uh, No shocker that the number one jersey sold in the state of Ohio was Joe Burrow, right? Right. Uh, No shocker that the number one jersey sold in the state of Illinois was Justin Fields. You know, rookie quarterback, Bears fans go out and get the jersey. Here's a couple ones that surprised me. The number one jersey in the state of Wisconsin, according to this, was also Justin Fields. Which, look, I know that Aaron Rodgers has been there for a long time, but I would still think that Aaron Rodgers would be the number one jersey in the state of Wisconsin, wouldn't you? I, I would tend to think so, but, I mean, is it... Is... Uh-oh, did Bone die? Oh, he, oh you're am there. I gone? No, you're there. Hello? Okay. He died for a happened. second, now you're there. I could hear you, okay. Well, I don't know what happened. All I was going to say is, I mean, you would know better than I, being from Chicago... I mean, the northern suburbs of Chicago, not that far from Wisconsin, right? I mean, is it possible there are just a lot of people that live in that part of the state or, you know, southern Wisconsin who are just like, I'm a Bears fan. I just happen to live up here. I I don't know. I I still find that to be very odd that Justin Fields had the number one jersey in the state of Wisconsin. I also found it odd that the number one jersey in the state of Indiana was Tom Brady. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I know. Too. I would think Tom that Brady's would be a guy. Firmly, Tom Brady's a guy. Breaking news. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. To your point, Tom Brady was the number one selling jersey in Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, North and South Dakota. He got all those covered. Uh, Alabama, West Virginia. If yes, I'm not mistaken, but those are all states tiny, that but, don't have like, teams in them. So I understand that aspect of it. I know. I'm I'm just pointing out that he had a lot of states where he was the number one seller. So Indiana, I guess, maybe makes sense from that standpoint. But uh, yeah, I, I, 
the Colts were not exactly moving a lot of Carson Wentz jerseys, it appears. I mean, that's that's weird, right? That it wasn't a Colts player. Also, I guess you could even throw in the Justin Fields or Joe Burrow factor, right? There's in you know parts of those states, right? I'm sure there are people in Indiana who root for Chicago teams. I'm sure there are people in southern Indiana that root for Cincinnati teams. So, yeah, it's weird that Tom Brady would be the one. Maybe those all just split the difference, and the Colts didn't really have anybody that moved the meter for people wanting to buy jerseys, I guess. And oddly enough, in the state of Maine, Lamar Jackson was the guy in Maine. So they love whoopie okay. pies, lobster, and Lamar Jackson in Maine. Rapid lobster, fire. Yeah, they Go ahead. I didn't know you were still going. All right, that's no, fine. We're no, we're on I'm a done. delay now. This is what happens. You, Your box crapped out, and now you're like five seconds oh, behind me. Just done. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid fire coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for slowdowns on Route 315 Southbound at Westbound 670. There is a disabled vehicle on the ramp from Westbound 670. Please be cautious. Traffic begins to build in this area. Plan about a five-minute slowdown in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage with the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Square Sweepstakes. Every score changed during Super Bowl 56. Someone wins $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win half a million dollars if they could use toward the dream home. See rules and enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. I wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. How you doing? Are you back? I think I'm back. You're back. I'm glad you're back. Uh, Rapid Fire is coming up in mere moments. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's uh, the game this week, Boner? Game this week is going to be Super Bowl advertisement trivia. Uh, you got any gum? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, Bengals tight end CJ Azuma says his sprained MCL won't keep him from playing in the Super Bowl. Bengals had like a little rally at Paul Brown Stadium before they left for L.A. They're in L.A. now. And I saw that uh, CJ came out and had a brace on his knee Mm-hmm. And then just ripped it off in front of the fans, and they went wild. Yeah, that was that was nice theater right there. That's what you sh- that's what you should be going for. Something to fire up the fan base. Now, hopefully, it works out that he can play and be effective. I mean, that's the main thing. Can he go out there? Sure. Can he be effective? That's the bigger question. No, but even if he's not, you know, a hundred percent, and he can't do the things he wants to do, his presence on that football field helps. I think. Of course. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah, good to see, you, and I, and I love that. That prep or the pep rally, whatever you want to call that, was pretty great. Rapid fire, let's do it. Rapid, rapid fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right, Teddy, rapid fire number one. Which NFL team did the best job and which team did the worst in hiring a new coach this offseason? Um, I don't know. I, I don't think really anybody hit a home run. I'll say maybe Nathaniel Hackett with the Broncos. Because then that puts them in play for Aaron Rodgers maybe to come there. 
I think Josh McDaniels may work out with the Raiders. I like what he had to say in his media availability, pretty much admitting that when he was a head coach before, he wasn't ready for it and couldn't manage people, and now he thinks he's in a much better place. In terms of the worst, I think it's probably Lovey Smith and the Texans. Not because I don't think Lovey doesn't know football or he's not a good coach or he couldn't be a good coach, but because I think the Texans aren't interested in anything else but just a yes man, a yes man for their weird GM and team chaplain that they have running things there. Yeah, I uh, I definitely am interested. I guess I, I don't know which one's the best because I'm with you. I think all of these have their pluses and minuses, but I guess the guy I would say is the most interesting hire is Mike McDaniel uh, with the Dolphins, which I don't think Brian Flores should have been fired, but since he was, they had to hire someone. And Mike McDaniel, I don't know if you've watched any of his press conferences or anything, but he is... <laughs> He is one of the more laid-back guys I've ever seen who worked at a high level in football. He is like the opposite of Dan Campbell, if if that can be a thing. So curious to see how that approach works from a head coaching standpoint. And we'll see what he does being the offensive guru with Tua. Uh, the worst one, I would say, I don't know, like the Dennis Allen thing just seemed very underwhelming to me with the Saints. I know why they said they did it, but to me that seems underwhelming, so I'll go with that. Uh, rapid fire number two. ESPN just did the 30 for 30 on the tuck rule that broke Raiders fans' hearts. What's it called that went against your team that still makes you upset or angry? Well, there's two calls, and they're both in the OSU-Clemson game from a few years back where you had the targeting call on Sean Wade where it, it, Trevor Lawrence was sacked. That was on a third down. It would have ended that drive. The Buckeyes are up by 16 at that point. You get that targeting call, which was BS. The drive continues. They go down and score. If the Buckeyes get the ball back up 16, who the hell knows? They go maybe score, and they're up 23 points. The other thing was that fumble, scoop, and score in the second half of that game, which was clear to everybody it was a fumble and should have been a score, except the replay official that day who reversed it. Yeah, that was. those were both terrible calls. I will say the one that still sticks with me is just from last year. Rashard Higgins going in for a touchdown with the Browns in the playoff game against the Chiefs. Looked like he was going to score a touchdown right before halftime, make it 16-10. to And instead, he gets hit in the head by Daniel Sorensen, I think was the guy's name for the Chiefs, their safety. Blayton head-to-head, Blayton targeting, however you want to call that. Should have been a penalty and easily been their ball in the one-yard line if not ruled a touchdown. Instead, they called it a fumble, ruled a touchback, ball given to the Chiefs, and still the Browns should have won that game, but that's a play that I will probably never forget. Rapid fire number three. What's a winter Olympic sport that doesn't get enough attention? Now, I'm not saying I want to watch it. I'm not saying that it's exciting in any way, but you and I the other day were talking about cross-country skiing and the physical feat that this is, where these guys are like two hours. I, I can't imagine... The energy, the calories that are burned doing this, how these guys don't just drop dead of exhaustion. That's my answer. Yeah, I, I think that's a good call. I didn't I didn't really have one that I could think of that I think doesn't get enough attention. I mean, I think they all are starting to get more and more talked about. But yeah, I feel like I see less cross-country skiing, and maybe that would be a good one to well, have it's, more of. It's boring as hell to watch, but those but athletes physical are just tremendous. So is a marathon, but everybody knows how tough a marathon is. I don't think people appreciate how tough that is. Rapid fire number four. Which winter Olympic sport do you think you could have the most success at doing? None none of them. Well, none of them, but if I had to to pick pick one, I guess it would be curling. 
Um, I think I would have a lot of success at one of the uh, ice track sports. So luge, I think, is what I could have success at. Well, here's why. Now, I would, again, we are saying if we had to give it a shot, I would probably die. But oh, you would no doubt die. Okay. And but probably of, kill some onlookers in the process. But of all the sports that I would have to do, that one requires the least amount of physical effort. I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm saying I don't have to ski across a terrain. I have to lay there and not die and move my feet a little. But think of the weight advantage I would have. Man, I'm going down that track. If I got going, world record time. Rapid fire number five. All right. Tomorrow is National Pizza Day. Describe what your pe- perfect pizza consists of. How, how many National Pizza Days do we have? Because it seems like every week there's like, hey, it's Pizza Day. Yeah. I see it on Twitter. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So tomorrow's National Pizza Day. I don't know. It's like saying which of your children is your favorite child. I, I love all ki- types of pizza. <laughs> Given you have one, I hope that's not a hard question for you. No, you know what? I'm a father of all the world's children. <laughs> okay. All the children. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I the pizza I made myself this weekend, which is the Sicilian crust like my grandmother used to make with, uh, I don't know, it's not everybody's bag, but it's it's onions and anchovies and cheese on the dough, sauce on the top. If I had to eat one piece of pizza for the rest of my life, that would probably be it. Um, mine is comes in a box from Tommy's, and it's hot, and that's what it is. It's hot. Well, what's uh, on uh, it? Uh, pepperoni sausage. I like their pepperoni sausage, but really anything they make. I'm just that's yeah. That I like the thin cracker style crust. Growing up here in Columbus, that's what I love. That's what I go for. I think they they them or Eagle Pizza out in New Albany. Those are my mm. two favorites. Every single time, if Both I'm near choices. one of those places. I got to go get it. It's just, it's not even debatable. Teddy, what's your choice for pizza? I would go for a nice uh, Jets pizza, you know, pepperoni and oh. cheese. Teddy I like the, the Detroit, the, yeah, Detroit, Detroit style. Pie. Yeah. Oh, love that stuff. We know what Leanna's is. Leanna's is whatever's close to my house, which is, I believe, Tanya's. <laughs> Tanya's is the place she said that she likes. That's, the, the, you, that's like not a stuffed pizza. Yeah, it's a, it's a stuffed pizza cut into triangles. Mm-hmm. But it's not like a Chicago stuffed pizza because it doesn't look like it has sauce on top of the top layer of dough. Right. When you say a Chicago stuffed pizza, is that what most of us would call a deep dish? No, those are two, no, those are two different a things. Okay. No, you, you probably would call it a deep dish. I know, I know it's not the deep dish you talk about. It is a Chicago, version but. of a deep dish, but stuffed pizza is a little bit thicker, and there okay. is a thin layer of dough that they put sauce on top of. I feel like I could take an entire Tommy's pizza take each slice, stack it on top of each other, and then compress it a little bit, and it would be less calories than, like, one of those pizzas. Probably. You know what I mean? You're probably right. Like, just, if you stack it all together and ate it like that, I wonder how that... Now I gotta go do that. All right. Oh, I, I, I love a good cracker-thin cut into squares, my friend. Oh, I know. It's, I love it. it. I know you do. I'm just saying, like, it. you just gotta be in the mood for each of those different styles, right? If you're in the mood for a Sicilian-style crust, nothing else is gonna satisfy that. No, and I, I never understand people that you know say, "Oh, that's not pizza. I'm not going to eat it." Like, well, it's all. I know you have your favorites. There are some you like more right. than others, but it's all just a version of bread and cheese and sauce. It's all delicious. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the stuffed pizzas, the the deeper, you know, with lots of that going on. But if you set me in a restaurant where they serve that and then brought one out to me, I'm 
going to devour it. Like, I'm not even questioning. I've never understood the people who are like, oh, I'm sorry, it's not my preferred style. Like, get out of town. A big-time college football program is trying to fire its head coach. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on the ramp from westbound 670 to southbound 315. It is still causing slowdowns in this area, so try to get things cleaned up. Please be cautious over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. Before we talk about a college football team trying to fire their head coach, I saw this story today, and it aggravated me because this is a non-story, and the headline is misleading. The headline is, Major League Baseball stops testing its players for steroids after nearly 20 years. All right. Yeah, but why? Why is because they're in the middle of a lockout, so they can't test their players. There's no drug agreement between the two sides. And, of course, you have a quote here from the head of the anti-doping agency who says, it should be a major concern to all those who value fair play. And the the article says, absent fear of detection, it's hard to predict whether some players will attempt to use PEDs in the period before a new collective bargaining agreement is in place, along with a restoration of the drug testing program. All right, well, maybe they do. But yeah. as soon as they sign a new agreement, they're going to start to get tested again. So they better hope it all clears their system. And if you can find something that aids you and that will clear your system in time, by all means, have at it. Right. I mean, the other part of that is most, again... Not not the guy who knows exactly how all this works, but from my understanding, there's you know a time period that you have to take certain drugs, and then they have to you have to work out, and there's a plan, right? I mean, guys who use steroids typically do it with a, a cycle. If you look at actual cyclists, you know who run like Tour de France, some of those guys they do the microdosing stuff where it's on again, off again, back on again. There's there's a complex nature to that, and if it turns out. I don't think this is likely, but let's just say two weeks from now, they sign the agreement, and then it's like, yeah, we'll be under this agreement effective 14 days from today. That may not be enough time to get all that out of your system. So there's also going to be players who might just say, I'm not willing to take that risk, even if I think I might be able to get in the gains uh, at the weight weight room. I'm not going to do that. No, but the tone of the article was, it's a free-for-all in Major League Baseball, and did you know that Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds didn't make the Hall of Fame just for this reason? (laughs) Yeah, all right. Go ahead, write right. the story if you want to, but I think most people understand why they're not testing at this point. Uh, we don't really understand why Auburn is trying to fire their football coach, but they are. Well, I think we may understand it just from the bigger picture thing here. Um, so, yeah, the, the latest on this, Auburn acknowledged Monday they are making an expanded inquiry into the tenure of football coach Brian Harson. 
they did a statement where they didn't mention him by name, but they said they are collecting information from a variety of perspectives, including our student athletes. So all this seems to go back to the fact that number one, Brian Harson went six and seven in his first year at Auburn. That's not great. But they, they started like six and two, too, yes, didn't they? And then they they just crapped out the second half of the year. Yeah. And then this offseason, he had a bunch of assistants leave, a bunch of players. I want to say 20 guys transferred out or somewhere in that neighborhood. So then there have been these allegations that he's difficult to work with or all these other things. Some players have come out and defended him. Some players have said he's terrible to play for. Who knows which exactly is true? It's probably a little bit of both. Here's what I know. Auburn hired legal counsel to come in and do this investigation into their you know, head coach. And they seem pretty resolute in having that outside firm do all kinds of digging and finding anything they can. Did you, do you remember last week there was a little story leaked? It didn't get very far. It was on Twitter that he was supposedly having an affair with one of his yes. assistants. Yeah. And I don't know. Again, that is something that was on social media that really didn't get picked up by this, anybody this other woman, than Twitter people. This woman, I guess, worked for him at Boise State, and he brought her in to work at Auburn when he got the right. job there, it, and it's rumored that be. they're intimate together. They're, right. they're obviously trying to fire him with cause, which is why they're well, doing all of this. That's what I'm saying. They owe him $18.3 million for the next five years, um, so he would have to get paid out $9 million in the next month, the rest to be paid out in quarterly payments on July 15th over the following year if he gets fired. So it's not like, well, we'll pay him out, but it'll take us year and years and years and years to pay this all back. No, they're going to need the cash on hand right now. And I don't care how rich you are, $18.5 million over the course of a year, not a lot of boosters that are going to be able to write that check. So it does feel like they think they've made the wrong decision of hiring, and now they're looking for any reason to get out of the Brian Harson business in, in Auburn. And so look, I don't, I'm not saying he's not a pain in the ass and difficult to work with, and maybe he is sleeping around and making a fool of himself. All of that could be true. But if he won 10 games last year, are we having this discussion? No, I was just going to say, there's no chance this is being done. Look, I mean, you can look at the fact that they have Bruce Pearl coaching their basketball team, yep. right? I yep. mean, like the, Auburn is not necessarily that concerned about, oh, you didn't dot your I's and cross your T's. We run a clean program. It's more about the fact that they don't think whatever, whatever has happened there, there may be some legitimate things that are going to come out of this that turn out he shouldn't be the head coach of a major college football team. I don't know. But what I'm saying is if, if this was happening when they, he was 10 and two, I'd believe a little bit more that this is purely motivated by trying to do the best by your student athletes. When it happens with a guy six and seven and it's in the SEC, you have to question what's the legitimacy of this. What is Auburn, by the way? I was having this discussion not too long ago with somebody where we were trying to determine if they're a sleeping giant or if they're just a team like, you know, Michigan State that can pop up once in a while and be plucky, but they're never really going to be anything consistently. Well, I think they've got the resources more in line with, you know, anyone in the country and then their proximity to a massive player pool, right? I mean, they draw from one of the best groups of high school football talent in the country, right? The Southeast has plenty of talent. So yeah, I think that's why... they never seem to put it together for long stretches of time. Well, they'll, they'll and, come out and have a season, but then that's pretty much it. And I feel like they've got a lot in common more, not with Michigan State, but with Michigan, where oh, if, Nick, if Nick Saban isn't at Alabama, right, who knows what their you know fortunes have been over the last 
15 years. But instead, they've been in the shadow of the greatest college football coach to ever walk the face of the earth, in my opinion, and that guy keeps handing it to him more often than not. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on westbound 670 after I-71. Traffic is beginning to build in this area as they try to get things cleaned up. Plan on some heavy slowdowns, about a 5 to 10 minute backup in the meantime. Starpeak Report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. New year, new career. Rumpke Waste and Recycling is now hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers age 19 and up. Family owned and operated, Rumpke offers tuition reimbursement, home nightly routes, and a recession-resistant career. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Bone? Uh, The game this week is going to be Super Bowl commercial trivia. So we'll do some trivia looking back on some of the big Super Bowl commercials in history. You know, Timmy was talking about this during the Sports Center. You and I have discussed this, and to me it only makes sense. And I know there are some people saying, well, you're an employee and you do what the team says. And all right, but valued employees at any business should be made to feel valuable and involved in big-picture decisions. And Timmy was talking about how Joe Burrow admitted that he was involved in the process when it came to drafting Jamar Chase. Now, I'm sure he, you know, he didn't say draft him, and that was the end of it, but he was engaged in the discussions, and he appreciated it that they thought enough of him to engage him. And you and I said this when, you know, Eberflus was hired as the Bears' new head coach, and you know the reports came out that Justin Fields didn't even hear anything about this until you know the coach was named. Which again, I'm not saying Justin Fields certainly has the clout to name the head coach he wants to work for, but you want your guys to feel involved. You want your important guys to have a sense of ownership. It would have gone, I think, to great lengths. If the Bears had it narrowed down to three or four guys and went to Justin Fields and just said, hey, do us a favor, hop on a Zoom or something with these three guys and then just let us know what you think at the end of it. No promises, no guarantees, but you're our quarterback. We think a lot of you and your judgment, so just talk to these guys for us. Instead, none of that happened. I'm not yeah, saying that if I don't it think did that's a bit wrong. Right, right. I'm not saying if it did happen that Justin Fields turns into Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's a special player, but Joe Burrow went out of his way to talk about how he felt involved in the process. And I'm sure that didn't go to waste. Well, and one more thought on that to go back to the yeah, to the Burrow stuff. I mean, they're asking him a question specifically because they're planning on drafting either someone who's going to protect his blind side or someone he's going to throw hopefully touchdowns to. Yeah. 
right? I mean, these these are decisions that directly impact the offense he's going to run, and given that that's his job, I mean, yeah, quarterback matters, and the fact that you're a, a quarterback probably gives you a little more standing within a team than many other positions, but I don't know. If you're a veteran safety and you're like the leader of a defense and the team is looking at spending a first-round pick on, if you're the strong safety, spending it on a free safety, right? Would it be wrong to pull in your stud strong safety and be like, hey, man, what do you what do you think? This is the guy we like. What have you seen of him? What do you know of him? How do you feel about him being able to work in with our defense? You know, now he might say, absolutely not. I don't want young kids. I hate playing with kids. It sucks. And they may still draft him, right? But would that be out of bounds to ask one of your stud defensive players about a guy that might be a part of the defense? I don't think that's a terrible idea. So, yeah, I certainly think you could ask, you know, if you're a defensive player and it's you're going to hire a new coordinator. Maybe ask some of the guys who you built the defense around, do you want to work with this guy? And I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often because that was, I guess, the issue that Aaron Rodgers had with the Packers is that, you know, he was never involved in any of these decisions. And some people took that as, well, Aaron Rodgers wants to be the GM and call the shots. I think Aaron Rodgers is a, is a pud for a variety of different reasons, but I didn't get that. I, I think that, they had this attitude, the Packers did, that all oh, organizations are what wins championships, and you're just the guy who goes and throws the football, so stay in your lane. All right, maybe technically you're correct, that you're paid to do a job, and he's paid to do a job, and never the two shall meet, but I don't think that's how a good business is run. No, I don't either, and I guess I just wonder, is that because of insecurity from the, from the yeah, management I suite? I mean, is that just guys saying... If I let Aaron Rodgers have a say in that, he's also the you know most valuable player on our team. I don't want to give up any power. That's right. what it is. Now, now I'm basically admitting I've got to ask Aaron Rodgers how to do my job, and I don't. That's not what it would be. It's it's working with the people you have to say, do you like this idea? Do you does this motivate you to come in and do work? And I know that's not a normal job, right? You're getting paid millions of dollars. What should motivate you is the fact you want to be the best, but. We all know every every book that's ever been written about NFL teams, right? What do they usually say? Well, this team had great chemistry, and you can't really put a finger on that. You can't, but I bet some of the great chemistry stuff starts when the management and the people running the team look to the guys in the trenches playing the game and say, does this help you win? And if the answer is a resounding no, they at least Really take that into consideration before they make a decision. The best bosses I've ever had in my radio career are the ones that make you feel like they're working for you. You know, yeah. and I, I know a lot of times that's just an illusion, but at the same time, then the employee wants to work harder for you. They want to please you. And I'm sure that Joe Burrow feeling like the team respected him enough to be in that conversation, it went a long way with him. Yeah, it's almost like if your goal is to win, you that's what again, every leadership thing you ever read says, you got to put your ego aside. You got to do what's best for the team. And then you got a lot of guys running front offices in the NFL who say, "Oh, but I'm not going to put my ego aside right. when it comes to picking a player." Well, no, you don't have to just let Aaron Rodgers write the name on the card, but or Joe Burrow just decides who you're going to pick, but you could involve them in it and it seems to work out pretty well when you do. Rundown, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones, the Rundown. The Rundown. Jackets are back from the All-Star break. They are in Washington tonight. Live coverage starts at 6.30. Of course, catch all the action right here on The Fan. We have some players making their debuts tonight, including Trey Fix-Wolanski, 
who was playing for the Cleveland Monsters and got the call at practice yesterday that he was getting called to the big club, hopped a flight to Washington, and he's there, and he's expected to play tonight. The interesting little tidbit about this guy, late-round draft pick, uh, plucky guy, but he's also like 5'6", five, 5'7", five, tiny guy, so we'll see what he does tonight. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see the Jackets get back on the ice, but we've got to see a little bit you know, more from this team, and they've started to at least round more into looking like a team that gives a crap night in, night out. That's good. Let's continue that. Uh, the other part of this that we all know is hanging over the heads of this team right now is who's getting moved. You know, yeah. this is going to be the discussion going. I know you still got, what is it, over a month away till the trade deadline? I want to say it's in early March, if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, there, there's going to be movement from this team. The question is, what return do you get? The best thing you can hope for if you're a Jackets fan is that some of the guys who maybe haven't played as good as we'd all like to see, maybe they realize this is a chance for me to go play for a team that's going to contend this year. I'm going to get my act together, and I'm going to show up for the next few weeks. And maybe that helps uh, bring out a little bit more trade interest for some of these players. 6.30 tonight here on The Fan. Chris Holtman with media availability today. He said they're working on rescheduling the Nebraska game and the Iowa game. They're closer on Nebraska. He thinks maybe March 1st would be the date for that one. Uh, no date so far on the Iowa game. They may have to move some other games around. Uh, he also said that Seth Towns has been shut down for the season. He will not play this season, which, you know, I I guess that that's a blow if you were counting on him doing anything this year, but I, I wasn't. I Before the season, I asked the question, what do we realistically expect to see from Seth Towns? Because I didn't really expect to see him at all, or if we did, it would be limited minutes like we saw last year, not much of an impact. So, you know, it, it sucks for him because I'm sure he wants to be out there, but his body's just not letting him do it. But I don't think it's that big of a blow for this basketball team. No, I don't. I don't. Well, I, I don't know if I can say it that way. I, I'm saying I would have loved to see him out there, and I do think he brings a decent dimension when fully healthy. But yeah, I'm with you that from the beginning of the season, I had my questions as to, you know, if if he would be a, able to get out there and be ready to play. So that's not hating on him or anything like that. That's just the reality. It's, it's not it's his fact, fault. I mean, he's no, doing it's, everything it's, he can do. Of course. that I'm, I'm sure he's gutted by this as much as anybody else is. It's, uh, but yeah, I, I tend to be like you when there's an injury prone guy on my team I tend to go well let's not count him into the equation let's see what this team would be without him if that player is able to play great bonus that's awesome I don't go the way of counting on that player and then being disappointed as much when that happens I mean I'm frustrated that it's not going to work out for him this year but yeah I I didn't factor him really into the equation either no I I think the the biggest issue is you know Holtman said again today that there's still no timetable on justice suing which that's I mean we're we're well into February right now. we're I mean, it's we're it's close to the close to the end of the season here and you know is it one of those situations where we're not going to see him again I don't know it, it's it's a really difficult thing and I think that's maybe something we could explore at another time but we don't talk about the transfer portal as much that when you do get veteran guys while there's a lot of good that comes with that one of the things that can be a downside is if guys have a little bit of an injury history, you're getting guys at the, you know, after they've been through all that. And sometimes that can work out, but other times that can be a problem where you have guys who are just have dealt with some injuries and they can't get right. That's not their fault. It's just 
That's another thing. When people talk about how the, the transfer portal sucks and it's so bad for college basketball because guys can move all the time, there is that uncertainty still with it. You don't know what the players, when you go and bring them in, what they are going to be able to do. It's hard to say. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate right now that both of those guys have not been able to get on to the uh, onto the court so far this year. Buckeyes tomorrow, Teddy, against Rutgers? Is that right? That is correct. All right, yeah. catch all the action right here on The Fan. Tom Brady was on his SiriusXM podcast with his buddy Jim Gray, who I'm quite sure was putting lotion on Tommy's balls during the show, where, no, not footballs, Teddy. Nope. Testes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Tom Brady said about retirement, never say never about coming back. He went on to say that he's secure in his his decision. Ooh, Froggy. He's secure in his decision that he made the right decision, but... Who knows how he's going to feel in the future and never say never. He made this announcement last week and he's already talking about, well, maybe in the future I'll come back. So do we see him again? I made the bold prediction that we will see him again. And the reason why he didn't thank the New England Patriots in his little retirement speech is because he's going to go back and finish the job and play one more year with the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it definitely doesn't sound like a guy who is committed to retirement. This is a guy who has talked forever about wanting to play till he's 50. Who knows, man? Maybe he just enjoys keeping everybody paying attention to him, but we'll, we'll find out in due time. If in the next six months, if you see videos popping up of him on Instagram, throwing a football and doing football things, of course that's going to keep people questioning it. But you know, if, if a big-time team has a quarterback injury early in the season or in training camp, he'll be called. There will be teams that reach out and gauge the interest, and if they get a very interested Tom Brady back on the other end of the line, then you know it's it's for real. But I do wonder how much of this is him just not even yet fully coming to grips with the decision he's made. Give it another few months, and we'll see where he is. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. The worst college basketball team in the country is desperate for your help. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. An earlier accident has cleared from westbound 670 after I-71. All lanes have reopened in that area. And a disabled vehicle has been cleared from the ramp from westbound 670 to southbound 315. But traffic is still slow as it recovers in that area. Traffic report is sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. With the Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl square sweepstakes, every score changed during Super Bowl 56. Someone wins $50,000. Plus two grand prize winners will win half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. See rules and enter for free at rocketmortgagesquares.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game, Boner? We are doing Super Bowl commercial trivia coming up at 534. I have a... uh... Ricola in my mouth. Oh, Ricola. Now, huh? let me ask you a question. Because I was reading the bag, and it said it's made with herbs that grow in the Alps. Sure. 
they make so many of these. That can't be, right? Maybe it's herbs that originally were in the Alps, but they farmed them out elsewhere. There's not no. people like on the mountain picking I my think, herbs. I think you're getting the the you're getting fooled by the marketing. I am. I mean, well, I mean, there the grass grows in the Alps. I have and grass in my grass. front yard. Well, I have I have grass in my front yard, so I could say I have a plant in my front yard that also I have a plant in my front yard that is grown on the Alps. Yes, but there's different species of grass. I'm sure they well, technically get away with it by. I'm just saying, I bet there's some herbs that are pretty hardy that do well in the Alps and do well elsewhere. You're right. I don't I don't think they're sending someone up there with a little basket once a week and going all right. Now go collect the spices from our Alps hinterlands. Like I think they probably have some giant farm where they're getting these herbs from, right? I would think so. If you had to live in a country that's not here, and you can't pick Canada, which country are you choosing? Oh, that's very interesting. I, I think mean, I'd Swiss- like to Switzerland live in the Alps. Is, Switzerland is tempting, right? Yes, but I the- think I would pick Switzerland. The Alps, you could also live like northern Italy, right? Yeah. Uh, a couple other places, too, that the Alps cross into. But I think I think Switzerland would be... That's where I tend to see the videos of, look at how gorgeous the Alps are, and it's from Switzerland. So It, it looks like a CGI uh, has been... What am I trying to say? You know what I mean. C- yeah. The okay. photo is not real. It looks so beautiful. That's what I mean. Right. Yeah. Plus, then they're neutral. So, like, if all the other crap's going on in the world, it's like, oh, hey, we're just, hey, whoa, we're Switzerland. We already said we're not in this. Like, I don't have to worry about that. What's my country doing? Nothing. They're sitting out. Perfect. I'm just great. Everybody else can fight. We're going to sit here and chill. Uh, The Buckeyes have a victory over uh, Ui Pui. Ui Pui. Uh, They are the worst college basketball team in the country. Ken Palm has ranked them 358th. Out of 358 teams, mm. they are one and 19, and their one win is over a non-D1 team. I think it was D3. Didn't we discuss who it was? Who they beat? Yeah, we did. And it's I a small school in Kentucky, I believe. Right? And yeah, but um, I forget the name of it. Anyway, yeah, it was a crappy D3 team. They're one and 19. They're terrible. And Ui Pui men's basketball put this on Twitter. We're looking for Ui Pui students interested in joining the team for the home stretch of the season. Email Aaron Evans, and then they gave his email address. And it said, You must be a full time Ui Pui student, so you yeah. and I can't go try out, sadly. <laughs> we yeah, you must also have right. sickle cell results. Well yeah, you right. gotta you gotta have all your health and safety stuff, you know. I'm sure it's all the standardized health tests you have to do when you play college sports, but yeah, that's uh I'm I'm that's pretty bad. I, I know there have been schools that have done that before the season where they've said, we need a couple guys to fill out the roster, open tryouts, you know, but typically in season, that's a pretty bad sign. Now, just for just giggles, saying, come on in. You know, let's say, because, you know, you played high school basketball, as you like to remind us, uh huh. your Uncle Rico days. Yes. Let's say you were a student at Ui Pui. You know, yeah. you had the same high school career that you had. Obviously, you're not you now. You were you. No, no, no. And- a little, a, a lot better in shape. Yes, but still you're, a guy you're who's nineteen-year-old you, right. but you don't have any supernatural powers. You're just you at nineteen years old. Yeah. Do you just go and try out to no get way. the experience? No. Why? I, I well, okay. I might go just for fun with like other buddies of mine who are like, oh yeah, we're all going to go to try out. Ha ha ha! But it would not be like I'm really going to do something because I I know, man. I know I anybody who plays a sport 
you you knew this. You played high school baseball. You knew the guys who were really good, the guys who were good for high school, and the guys who shouldn't even have been playing, right? I mean, everyone can say that. And I, and I think, well, not everyone. Most people can be self-aware enough to look themselves in the mirror and go, yeah, I, I can do this level of activity. I'm not able to play at the next level. Division one college basketball is such a ridiculous step up from being any type of good high school basketball player, let alone what I was. So, no, I would go for fun if I was there with a bunch of other guys from my dorm. We'd go out there just goofing around, but no, I, I can't see going there and seriously thinking, all right, time to show everybody what I got, because that would end real quick. Bone, we have controversy at the Olympics. Five ski jumpers, all of them women, were disqualified from Tuesday's mixed team jump event. All of the women representing Austria, Japan, Norway, and Germany were deemed to be wearing loose-fitting clothing that would have given them extra loft while in the air. Uh, I didn't even think about this, but I guess it makes sense. A suit with extra material in the right places, it says, you can catch the wind, and, you know, the whole thing is, you're not doing flipsies. You're trying to go as far with the jump as humanly possible. So if you have, like, these little flying squirrel wings... You're going to right. go farther. So I don't have necessarily a problem with that, but the problem I have is with this. The suits the jumpers were wearing had apparently been cleared in earlier jump outings. So, well, that's, so they're okay. saying, wait a second, we competed wearing the same stuff before, and now right before the Olympics, you're going to disqualify us. That's BS. And if that is the case, I understand it. Yeah, I, I really... Don't know a lot, obviously, about ski jumping, but I can't. I can't understand if you're going to change the rules halfway through and say this was previously approved, now it's not. Well, then you should allow whatever jumps were under that, unless they said, "Don't come here today with this outfit. It's not going to work. You're yeah. not going to be able to get through." And then they said, "Well, I'm going to jump anyway." And they said, "Okay, just so you know, you're likely to get disqualified." And then they jumped anyway. That's different, but. If they're just going back retroactively and saying, ah, we changed our minds, and now we're disqualifying all of you from these jumps, that's that's no good. I was watching uh, last night. They had the uh, ski flippies. Uh, is that the slope style, or is that no. a different one? No, it's when they're going down the hill, and they're on skis, and they do the flips, and they land and don't die. Okay. Where the uh, the 18-year-old who is American but also Chinese, and she has chosen to represent china it's actually a big hubbub about citizenship and is she doing this just to get endorsement money in china she sadly has become a a political hot potato this girl Uh of course but she took home the gold medal i watched that i forget her name i think it was eileen goo is that right okay i'm not i i don't i don't know i'm gonna say it's eileen goo and she's uh she's easy on the eyes as well okay Um, i watched that i watched the uh super g where they're going down the hill fast that's that one i remember reading when i was a kid about someone who in super g this again this i'm sure the materials have changed this was 30 years ago i read this about a skier who as they were going downhill they slipped and fell and then they were just along for the ride they're just skidding along and fortunately they didn't break any bones they didn't have that issue where they flipped over and over and flip you know all that but what they did say happened almost sounded worse. They said they they got so much friction from 
the material that was being used as they were going across the ground that it actually started to melt the material oh, no. into their skin. Oh, no. And they said they had a like really painful time of extricating them from their suit oh, no. on that part. Yeah. Now, again, I'm going to guess that's not what they use anymore, but I instantly, as whatever I was, 8 or 10 or whatever, when I read that story, I remember thinking... That's not one I'm going to watch. I don't care for that. I'm not going to not going to pay attention to well, it. Well, the Super G was live last night, and one of the Americans, I guess, was not expected to medal, but he wound up winning the silver medal, nice. right, this guy. But it was so funny because, you know, they're interviewing him. They're talking to his family via satellite. Oh, congratulations on your silver medal, blah, blah, blah. Then at the end, Tariko goes back in the studio and he says, yeah, there's 12 guys that still have to go, but they pretty much suck, so... <laughs> we'll, we'll break in. We'll break in if they do anything, but that's, we know what? who's winning the medals here. All yeah, right. That's, remember the uh, woman who did the half pipe skiing thing, whatever that's called, and she just went down and like just basically skied as much as you can normal. Like she didn't do any tricks, and it turned out she was like a Harvard professor or something who liked to ski. And so she figured out how to game the system and went to all those qualifiers <laughs> where no one else was there. And if you get a certain number of qualifications, then you're eligible to go I compete totally in the Olympics. I forgot about that, but now yeah, I remember. I got it. We got to look her name up. I forgot. But that just reminded me of where maybe the, one of those people was there. Was like, well, yeah, she's going to go, but she can't even do a trick. So, yeah, we're going to give this guy the gold. We know he's going to win. Game show coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident causing slowdowns on East Whittier Street at Ohio Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build in this area as they try to get things cleaned up. You'll also find some slowdowns on Westbound 670 between Grandview Avenue and I-70. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Barely famous. Incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I went to the the dentist today just for regular checkup and cleaning. And I'm in a room with... You know, another person, but I can't see that person. Another patient. Yeah, right. But I hear the interaction between the patient and the uh, the hygienist. And the hygienist says to the guy, Hey, are you uh, seeing a lot of tartar buildup here and stuff? Are you, are you brushing like you should be brushing? Are you flossing like you should be flossing? And he says, uh, Yeah, I'm doing all that. I don't know what, what the problem is. And she, she essentially looked at him and said, "I don't believe you." And it was, <laughs> it was super awkward. I mean, I I couldn't, I couldn't see any of this, but I could hear the interaction. 
And it was super awkward because this guy just kept insisting that he was doing all of these things. And this hygienist who probably sees this stuff every single day just was, would not let it go. She was like, no, you know what? I, I know you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or else you wouldn't have these problems. And it was just like, ah! I wanted to rip my skin off and run away. That's how uncomfortable I was. Yeah, I, I'm not doubting that it may have been a situation where maybe this hygienist has been lied to so many times by people where she's like, you know what? Not today. I'm not. No, she, she wasn't it. taking it today. And the not tone was all, at the end was almost like, all right, fine. Bleed from the gums and die. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like, okay, bleeding gums, Murphy. I'm not going to uh, argue with you, but this is all you're all lying here. I don't know. I've always felt like in those situations, it's best to just tell the truth. I mean, oh, I always do. She, you know, my hygienist said, are you flossing? And I said, well, not as much as I should. And then I told her how much I flossed and she said, thank you for being honest. And I said, well, I didn't want to wind up like that guy with the the other hygienist because (laughs) my hygienist heard the interaction too. And she gave me one of those yikes looks where it's like, okay, all right. Yeah, she's probably like, maybe maybe don't do that in front of the other patients. But yeah, that's I'm sure it's frustrating when someone's telling you flat out like, no, like Dr. Now, right? When he's got someone who gained seven pounds after yeah. he put them I on swear, a... I swear, doctor, restrict- I followed your 1,200 calorie diet. I don't know how I gained 67 pounds. Right. And he's like, well, if you had eaten what I told you, there's no way you would have gained weight. And so I know you're lying. And they're like, oh, I don't like that you're doing that. And it's like, well, but you are. There's, there's no way around it. Just say, no, nah, I didn't follow the diet as much as I should. Uh, game show. Let's do it. All right, Mike. Today we're doing Super Bowl commercial trivia. I know you love the commercials of the Super Bowl. So these are some uh, trivia questions I found pretty interesting about what what has gone on in the history of the Super Bowl advertising campaigns. So here we go. Number one, how many Bud Bowls were there? If you remember the Bud Bowls. Yeah, we don't have how those many? anymore, right? They're gone? No, they, don't, they haven't done those in a while. But how many of them were there? Were there four, six, or eight? I'm going to say eight. Feels like it was a long time. You are correct. Uh, there were eight Bud Bowls starting in 1989. For those who don't know what that is, that was where they would line up the Budweiser bottles versus the Bud Light bottles. This was all animated and then they would have usually the guys calling the game do the call on the Bud Bowl. It was a commercial. They would say who won. They would kind of run these commercials throughout the game, and eventually they'd tell you what the score was at the end. So there you go. Eight Bud Bowls. Bud Light won two years. Budweiser won the other six. Next up, which famous director was inspired to make a movie after watching a Super Bowl commercial? Was it mm. Steven Spielberg, James Cameron, or Christopher Nolan? I, I don't know. I'll say, uh, I'll say Spielberg. You're correct. In 1992, there was a McDonald's Super Bowl ad that, fe- that was written by a guy named Jim Ferguson, where Spielberg liked this commercial so much. It was a, it was a, a commercial about like kids playing football, peewee football, and showing them, you know, getting in the mud and fumbling the ball and you know not knowing how to run a play and yeah. then it was saying hey the nice thing is at the end of all this you know you're going to go get some mcdonald's and it showed one of the kids going coach can we have mcdonald's he's like it's halftime billy wait wait till the end of the game he spielberg liked this so much he called the guy who wrote this commercial and said i want my home alone i want you to make that commercial into a movie so they did and that's how you got the movie little giants featuring rick moranis and ed o'neill as brothers in small town ohio a little town called Urbania, 
which is not a real place, but Spielberg didn't direct that movie, did he? No, but well, no, he it, it was Amblin Entertainment. He was a producer on it. Though. Yeah, he produced it. Yes, All so right. it was his company that I made no that idea. movie. Yep. I thought you were going to say, and that's how he came up with Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, no. Uh, what is? How much was the most expensive Super Bowl ad in history? Not what is it? How much was it? Was it four point six million, eight point seven million, or twelve point four million dollars? I'll go with the high number, twelve point four. That's a good guess, and you're right. Eminem uh, was in a Chrysler that he drove around Detroit for two minutes. If you remember that ad, I believe it was 2012. Now that was why it was so expensive was because they bought an entire two minute ad block. Largely, this was panned by viewers. This commercial was viewed as not being very good. Nowhere near the most popular ad that year. That honor went to a Volkswagen ad, which featured a kid dressed as Darth Vader starting up his dad's car. But this ad cost $12.4 million all told, and that is why it is currently the most expensive Super Bowl ad in history, though that may change this year. Next up. Michael Jordan made two pretty remarkable Super Bowl commercials, one featuring him and Bugs Bunny, one featuring him and Larry Bird. I remember the Larry Bird. Okay, which one of those aired first? Which one was the one that he did first? I'm going to say him and Larry. I'm going to say Larry was first. Ooh, sorry. Jordan and Bugs Bunny teamed up in a 1992 Nike ad, and then that also led to Space Jam being made. People liked that so much, they said, why don't we just do a whole movie like that? Uh, Then Jordan and Larry Bird, they shot for each other's McDonald's food. I'm guessing that's the one you're remembering. Yes. In 1993. And that was the off the backboard, off the scoreboard, off the other team's bench, you know, and they were playing for each other's food. When my father got a new, like, video camera... We recreated those scenes with me like bouncing the basketball off the house, and then we cut to it going in the nice. hoop, and it was a big thing. And I'm, sure I'm glad fun. it didn't survive for any of you to see. Well, thank God you brought it up here. That's what I know. Um, which famous world leader appeared in an advertisement for Pizza Hut? Kim Jong Il. George? No, George Bush, Margaret Thatcher, or Mikhail Gorbachev? I'm going to say Gorbachev. You're right. Do you remember this commercial? I do. It was in 1998, ad for Pizza Hut. In the ad, two Russian men are sitting with their family, and they're arguing about if Gorbachev was good or bad for Russia. And as they're arguing in Russian, Gorbachev is seated nearby with his daughter. There's subtitles, so you can read it. Eventually, one of the men says, Gorbachev gave us Pizza Hut. And the other man goes, "Eh, I guess you're right. And that's the commercial. Now, here's the backstory. He only agreed to do the ad because he needed money. Boris Yeltsin's government cut his pension to around $2 per month after taking power. (laughs) Gorbachev's wife, Raisa, was firmly against the idea until she heard how much money he would be making. How much he he was? He was paid what is believed to be a single-digit million-dollar figure, so somewhere under $10 million. But at the time, it was the largest amount anyone had ever been paid to do a commercial. He also refused to be photographed eating the pizza as he felt that was beneath the stature of a world leader. (laughs) So his granddaughter, who is also in... He doesn't say anything. He just sits there. His granddaughter is behind him. As they're arguing about the pizza, they look over and see him. And his granddaughter, she's the one who picks up, eats the piece of pizza and... That was good enough, but they actually shot that on location in the Red Square, uh, and it was apparently a big deal to get all that done. Uh, Russia will have a Pizza Hut commercial in this year's Super Bowl as well, where they're going to invade the Ukraine. They get there, (laughs) and the Ukraine soldiers hand them a Pizza Hut pizza, and then they just turn around and go home. Remember that Pepsi commercial they tried to do with like police, like riot, police and riot gear, and then 
protesters and then i forget which actress it was that walked across and handed someone a pepsi and then everyone said nope nope don't do that that looks bad Mm -hmm. i have one more thing to bring up but i well we can save it for the next segment and the question is what is the weirdest super bowl commercial in history and i will tell you what that is look at you with the tease when we come back and back page coming up as well common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the meister's bar traffic center Good evening. Watch out for an accident on Route 315 northbound after North Broadway. It is blocking the right side in this area. Traffic is stop and go from Lane Avenue and still continues to build. ODOT crews are now on scene. Please be very careful. Keep an eye out for those crews. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumpke Waste and Recycling. New year, new career. Rumpke Waste and Recycling is now hiring new and seasoned CDL drivers age 19 and up. Family owned and operated, Rumpke offers tuition reimbursement, home nightly routes, and a recession resistant career. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan traffic oh hello i was talking to my annoying friend duchess kumquat she was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and lord beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola they were so hot and sweaty it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine. Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys, man bone. Did you see we got one of our basketball games rescheduled I here did. in the they, last 20 minutes? They made it official, right? March 1st for Nebraska? March 1st. Yep, March 1st. So you knew it was going to happen, but I think that's going to make for five games in like a nine or a ten day stretch down the end of the season going into the Big Ten tournament. But whatever, the last three will all be at home. Uh, T-Bone had a tease where well, he was going to tell us about the weirdest Super Bowl commercial ever. Do oh. you remember, do either of you remember Bob Dylan being in a Super Bowl commercial? I guess he's been in a few recently, but <laughs> no, you, no. I only think th- of him singing about JFK anymore. <laughs> well, of course, that's what I think of too. But Bob Dylan was, his first commercial he ever did was for a Super Bowl ad in 2004. It was him and Adriana Lima, Victoria's Secret supermodel, oh. in a Victoria's Secret ad. Mm-hmm. Did you do you remember this? I don't. No, I, I, don't I had it. forgotten about it. I went and looked it up. It may be one of the weirdest commercials I've ever seen in my life. Because, I like girls in lingerie. Well, it's it, they're playing "Lovesick," his nineteen ninety seven song. That's playing in the background, and all it is is it shows him like kind of loping around, like walking, kind of looking at the camera, like he's sexy, and then it cuts to her looking at the camera, and she is sexy and hot and trying to look like that because she's a model. And then it cuts back to old man Bob Dylan like, yeah, look at me again. And it's just, it's 30 seconds of the most deranged. I don't know who came up with it. And it, I, if it was a joke, it was lost because it's one of the creepier looking videos I've ever seen. Uh, what do you have to say, Timmy? Nothing? About that? No. About Bob Dylan? About, about anything. Adriana Lima? What do you have? Yeah, I, I, 
I don't have much to say. We we have a, a CBJ shorty coming up, so I'm going to have some thoughts about where things are with the rivalry, with everything that happened with Michigan this past weekend, and how things stand here at Ohio State with all the moves that went on. And a little Rutgers preview. Kind of a scary team, but a team that you got to beat tomorrow night. I saw you broke out the old meat bat today. Yeah, I saw. Well, I saw the Phoenix Bats dudes. I guess uh, Joel, who is one of the part owners up there, just had the meat bat pop up on his Facebook feed. You know, you got the five years ago today, you made a meat bat and sent it to the fan. So that popped up, and he took a photo of it, and I had the meat bat in my basement. So I took a photo and sent it back. But to it him. looked like you were going to bash your child over <laughs> the head well, with yeah, the meat bat. You even tweeted out, like, look Watch out, out son. son. Yeah, yeah, like, why would you put that in there? That, that was oh. a very. Weird thing. Oh, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing better than joking about bashing a kid's head. How, in how old? <laughs> how old is Jack now? Is he ten? Yeah, he's ten years old. You got about three more years until he starts playing with the meat bat. You're gonna have to <laughs> oh, knock, knock you. before you walk <laughs> walk in the Damn bedroom. Damn you! <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> back page coming up. The back page. The back page with Common Man and T Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call one eight hundred Cooling. Bone. Well, man, good news. Leslie Jones, who, uh, if you're not familiar, SNL star. She has uh, quite the social media presence. She is very funny. She loves the Olympics. And as an employee of NBC, she often tweets about the Olympics as she's watching them. She's quite funny when she does it. But she will sometimes tweet videos of what she's seeing on the screen and then her reaction to them. And they keep getting taken down because... Despite being an NBC employee, she does not have the copyright to re-air the Olympics. Isn't that a little excessive? Right. So she, though, was... She said, I'm just going to stop posting because all my stuff gets taken down. I get it. I just... I guess I won't do these anymore. NBC has now said that she can continue offering her commentary and they're going to stop blocking her from doing so. Well, they should, so. and it was stupid to begin with. She's she's giving you free promotion for the Olympics. Yes, yes. A lot of her stuff goes viral. She's hilarious. And, yeah, she... <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they didn't uh, want her doing that, but good for her. that she's, she's won the battle. Like, not very few people can stare down the Olympics and NBC and say they've won, but she did, so good for her. Uh, Liam Neeson is talking about how when he was in Melbourne, Australia in 2020 to film uh, his new action movie called Blacklight, he said he fell in love. Mm. He said, I love Melbourne. I loved our Australian crew. They're fantastic workers. He also said he fell in love with a woman and had a little bit of a fling. He said, I fell in love with her, but she was taken. So even he has to be in on the jokes. So he... Look he at moved, him. He moved away and said, "All right, I'll I'll leave that alone. That's fine." He later had to be told that he was having sex with a kangaroo while he was <laughs> down there. <laughs> and uh, finally, Nick Cannon, who is now expecting child number eight, mm-hmm. uh, with oh. fifth different uh, mother of child. This one, this this what this woman he is having a child with is Bree Taisi, who is a model who you might remember used to date or was actually married to Johnny Manziel. But uh, they're divorced oh. now. Is this Nick the one Cannon, he threw out of the car? I don't remember if that was the incident that she had he with threw him. Threw a woman out of a car? Remember? No, I don't think he threw her out. But well, she, that was an allegation. Was that? Yeah, they were. She was they like were trying fighting. to the door. The car was moving, 
She yeah. was trying to get out of the car, and he was like hitting her and trying to pull her back into the car. So he didn't like say, "Hey, look out! There's a pie stand back there." If you just get a better look, and then just kicked her right out of the moving vehicle. <laughs> no, I don't think it was that. But yeah, well, it the wasn't actual good. the actual story here is that after finding out that he is now having another child, someone gifted him a vending machine of um, protective devices. <laughs> For himself, for uh, the next time he goes to have some fun in the bedroom. So he now has a full-size vending machine of prophylactics sitting in his house uh, as a gift. He took let a photo live. with it and posted it to Instagram, so let him live. Buckeye Show is next. Jack, it's time at 6.30. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on Route 315 northbound after North Broadway. It is causing slowdowns in that area. ODOT crews remain on scene trying to get things cleaned up. You'll also find an accident on Whittier Street at Ohio Avenue. This accident does involve injuries. Please be very careful. Stravic Report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson, now hiring. Are you looking for steady work and great benefits? Get your career on track with Ace Hardware, now hiring CDL truck drivers with a $10,000 sign-on bonus in West Jefferson. That's right, a $10,000 sign-on bonus. Apply now at acehardware.com. That's acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. A Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills. Like, my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcasts, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave, like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt I think on it. Should. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I mean, clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. 
No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I know, I know I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, it's just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer loving guy good i don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet come back for more podcast and again the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us care heating and cooling call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust stop listening now the podcast is over turn it off go do something 